sets your butane torches to high and your expectations to low. Coming to you from the cigar cave in the hills of the Steel City, get ready to get your fix. This is the Cigar Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the Cigar Junkies Podcast. The cigar show for the community, by the community. A forum that talks stogies, booze, food, and anything else in the cigar lifestyle. If you're looking for ratings, negativity, or an authority on all things cigars, you came to the wrong place. Whether you like what you hear or not, please join the conversation and let us know by finding us at the Cigar Junkies Facebook group or contacting us at thecigarjunkies at gmail.com. What's up, junkies? What's up, junkies? Take two, brought to you by a big glass of tequila. Deja vu. <laughs> yeah i feel like we just did this it feels no, awful familiar literally feel like we just did this i mean i feel like that all the time get up go to work come home get up go to work come home is that what we're going did, with did you spill something on your on your lap no i was i, I had my Could've lounge on i was all, i was all chilled out and comfy and all that jazz i i, I gotta move my mic guys it, it's not gonna be nice i'm gonna try and convince Corey to mute it here first but i don't know that he's gonna help me out he's busy Always down to help you out. He's uh, giggity giggity. He's, he's busy doing his thing. So what's going on, guys? It has been a beautiful week in the Pittsburgh region. Uh, absolute, just gorgeous weather. I rode bikes with my kids today. I hung out outside. I built some giant dome climber thing. Dude, this son of a bitch was eleven feet wide and six feet high. I was like, you know, I'm all about the dome. He's all about he's he's all about getting some dome, baby. You know, I was talking about the chrome dome because I'm aerodynamic and what is that? What it is, huh? Aerodynamic activity. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, so what what did you get into this week? <laughs> I got into work and and then. I got into guessing what what different hand signals mean. I thought it might have meant the thing, but I wasn't sure about the thing, so I did not do the thing. So you just did no thing. There, it's that's bit that's much better. Uh, speaking of which, you ready to smoke that LCA uh, cigar? Try again. Mmm. So, I would love to say that the reason that we're not smoking the LCA cigar is because Corey forgot to put the uh, card in the board, and we just did this whole show and that you know it, it, it's a terrible experience because he's a horrible human but that's, had that's, not, that's not what it is that's not what happened well what well, happened i forgot him at home he forgot him at home and <laughs> it would be it, it would actually be almost refreshing to do this show over again if we had the cigars that the notes were drawn up on but we don't but you guys at what home you, what if do you mean you, do it if again? you haven't if you haven't connected the dots Mistakes were made. <laughs> well, apparently the good people at Rode, who manufactured this fine board that we use, um, do not have an indication to let you know when your memory <laughs> card is not inserted. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Here at the Cigar Junkies podcast, we support full insertion. However, every once in a while, we miss. And uh, so, yeah, we did the longest show we've ever done. Two hours and nine minutes, right? Uh, something along those lines. I know it was over the two mark. None of it was recorded. No. No. I no. mean, the, it said the recording, though. Like, yeah, it was like, hey, you're going through. Give me a timer. I don't know what the timer is for if it's not for how much time we've spent recording a show. But apparently, the good folks at Road just want me to know how long we're talking. Yeah, so kudos really to nice. them. It was cool. It was good to know that we could carry on a two-hour conversation. Yeah. It would have been real nice if you could have heard it. Yeah, it was... It, it Honestly, 
I texted my wife and I was like, I'm kind of mad because that was that was one of my more favorite shows we've done. That, that, I enjoyed that. Well, we got to be like the 90s show step by step and make it better. The second time around. Step by step, day, day by, by day. day. Yes. That's enough of that. Terrible 90s intros to uh, shows. That yeah, had. but Cody was the greatest. He was just the dumb guy that oh, lived yeah, in the van yeah. in the backyard. He's <laughs> like, wait a minute. This was preparation for all of us millennials. Like, this I think is there was a long on. time when my family thought that that was my, Your goal. my end, end uh, result of life was going to be living in their backyard in the at van. At least they didn't think it was like a Chris Farley kind of thing, like down by the river. I mean, at least waterfront, waterfront property, nothing to sneeze at. You know what I mean? No. No, I don't. I mean, I right. kind of got. Well, this time around, let's try to correct some things, the few things that we didn't get right on the last one that you will never hear. Shame, shame for you. You'll never know. Shame, shame, shame. We're trying to branch out uh, because our listeners, as loyal as they are, and as much as they pound the show in other people's face, not everybody picks it up and checks it out. Not everybody's got the time, whatever it is. So uh, we've been branching out into other uh, groups on the old Facebook and the other interweb, uh, what do they call them there, social mediums? Social media. I think it's the metaverse. Metaverse. Meta. So uh, I've uh, been involved with a uh, page called the Cigar Fanatics. And the Cigar Fanatics. There you go. Not Fanatics. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it didn't I sound right, but phonetically, that, that just got even worse. So uh, a big group, big community, very active community on Facebook. They're awesome. And uh, so I reached out and asked a... Uh, Asked a question on there, and we got a lot of feedback, a lot of interaction. And so throughout the show today, um, you know, we'll go ahead and sprinkle some of that in and let you know what some of the better interactions that we've had with those guys were. Yeah, so I meant to ask you in the last show, and I forgot. Did you or did you ask one today? Like, is this going to be a daily thing for you? Or like, are you going to do a, a question of the day for the Cigar Fanatics like we do for us? Or It's possible. Um, my my intention is just to interact with all the other communities um, when I can uh, pick up, you know, an opportunity to interact with another group of cigar smokers. I'm going to do it. Uh, so we'll see whether or not the per- th- that's the other thing too. The partic- participation was great uh, on this particular question. It, it went real well. There's no reason to believe it's going to be that way every time. But if we if we have some highlights to point out, we'll we'll uh, add them to the show. Nice. Um, do you want to queue up uh, some things? Because it looks like you're getting ready to light yours. And uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Maybe it's time for the cigar of the week. Brought to you by Leaning House Fine Cigars. The Leaning House is your destination for the ultimate cigar smoking experience. Whether you're exploring their wide selection of premium cigars, unwinding in their comfortable lounge, or enjoying live music on one of the most unique and intimate live music venues in the burg, the house has something for everyone. Do you want to try the stick we're smoking today? Stop by LeaningHouseFineCigars.com or visit Dave in Bell Vernon or Heidi in Brownsville. Wherever you are, make the house your home for premium cigars. Exactly. We got to go see Dave, Dave every single time. You, you thought I was shaking my head at that. You weren't. That on, makes me so angry every time I hear it. I'm like, I, I why like did it. I do that? It's got character. I know. Baby. I don't want to be a character. In I, a show. I was shaking my head because I was thinking the last time we did this. We didn't have the background information in our notes about the cigars we were smoking, which we currently don't, right? Not really. I mean, I, I have a quick... Definitely uh, deja vu there. But the last time around, 
I had some information to share about the cigar you were smoking. Right. However, we don't have any more of that cigar. No. Or the cigar that I was smoking. No. So, you know, much as it pains us, we're smoking more cigars for you, the audience. Oh, no. You're welcome, John. How dare you? You were How welcome. How dare you? We do it for you. So, to clarify a little bit, we I picked up a five-pack of my father's that... Is now a zero pack. Is now a zero pack that included a couple cigars I had never had before. Um, the La Duena, which I had smoked, I don't know, two days ago, and that's why this was in my car. Uh, the El Centurion H-2K-CT, which I smoked in the episode that will never return from the grave that Corey put it in, um, which was a really good cigar. I, I, I am going to talk about that. I was for a actually going to say, let's, let's go ahead. And before we Touch get into the next that. cigars, let's, you want to yeah. give, we, first of all, do you want this time around? Do you want to tell the group? We, we know that we advertise every day that we are not going, mm. we're not here for ratings. However, with some feedback from uh, the community, Mike, yeah, we've decided that uh, we're going to go ahead and at least give you our input about how we felt. We're not going to use numbers, but no. Sam, why don't you tell the good folks at home what our scale is? So we are in the process of perfecting our. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it because I, I said it wrong last time. Our grading scale. We're going to go with grading scale, not to be confused with rating scale, which sounds nothing like grading scale. Yeah. All right. Plus, no, you know, perfecting. I mean, this is take two. This has got to be it, right? It's got to be perfect now. No. I don't know. I mean, I think we're pretty good. If you think you've reached perfection, you, you, you've you done in Kruger. My dad says we're good. I mean, well, that's because we cuss less. All right. So at the bottom of the list, so if if it's absolutely just not something I ever want to smoke again. Poo-poo. It, our rating for that is going to be not for me. No negativity. Not going to yeah. shame it. There's somebody for that stick. Yeah, every somebody's cigar was it. made with somebody's love. So, uh, not for me. Uh, next up, we're going to go with give them away. So, at a party or, you know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm actively looking to try and give them away, but I, I, I would. If I have this stick, it's because I'm. I'm planning on giving it to somebody. Now that cigar actually kind of has to hit two price two two criteria, right? Like once it has to hit the price range, because. Technically, it's got to be inexpensive enough that you don't mind just handing it out. That's true. Okay. But then at the same time, it's a cigar that you recognize as maybe not being one for you, but maybe being something that a new cigar smoker might enjoy. That's a really good way of putting it. We we missed that last time. Hey, great job. Improving I'm telling you, man, we're, we're doing it. I, I'm, we're I'm doing proud it. of you. And uh, moving into the third spot in this, it's going to be the chore stick. Also known as the yard gar or the snow blower, the snow blower or the dog walker, dog walker. So this is a stick that you don't Again, really care if you got to light it a couple pr- times. Price is probably going to be a factor. I I think generally, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, for me, my my preferred chore stick is going to be the uh, probably the cane Maduro or the cane Daytona. Yeah, I'm not doing a lot of Liga Pravada tour sticks. Nothing no. in the seventeen dollar yeah, price range. I'm not throwing a Placencia down on this one. Um, and then coming up in the next slot, it's going to be, I'd take it for free. You know, I would take it. I would smoke it knowing I got it for free. That adds some value to me, so uh, I, I would enjoy it a little bit more. And, you know, it's not something that I'm going to just go ahead and throw down while I'm doing yard work, and it's going to get all slobbery and nasty. Uh, moving up a slot, it's going to be, I would spend money on it. 
whether I be looking for it or not, I'd spend money on it. Which is the ultimate upvote, voting with your wallet. Yeah, yeah. Right? I would spend money on that cigar. So where'd you come in on the My Father cigar that you had? So I can confidently say up to this point, I've never had anything by Don Pepin that I wouldn't rate at the very least. I'd spend money for it. Yeah, it's fair, especially because as far as I know, they mostly have a, an approachable price point on everything, right? I've never seen right. a My Father cigar or anything by Pepin. Maybe maybe some of the tats, I don't know. but Because uh, I don't know how high those go for some of the special limited release stuff. But, like, all of the Pepin stuff is approachable. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking My Father. You're right. Like, My Father, there's nothing like that. Uh, some of the tat stuff, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Tatawahe is put together by Don Pepin Garcia. And, you know, it's out of that. There's no Tatawahe's that I don't like except for the tattoo line. And fair enough. And I've actually had the tattoo line, and I liked it enough that I'd pay money for it. So, And, and that is their bargain brand, too. So, And that's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, our ratings may not always link up. Uh, today, we're not even smoking the same cigars. But when we are, um, you, know, you might align your palate more with Sam's. You might align more with me. Um, you might not align with either one of us, and in, in which case I don't know what you're doing listening to us, but thanks anyways. We appreciate the listens. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're not necessarily going to agree on everything, but, you know, it's it's our individual thought. It is not the rating for the show itself. It's for the host. So something I'm going to throw out here before I go to the next one, before I go to the next rating, what is your cigar that fits into that category? Uh, for I'd pay money for it? No, the next one. Before oh. I say it, um, while he says that, Placencia uh, Compo is definitely one of mine. So that gives you. I would say there's going to be familiar brand for me. Aladino, uh, the uh, Corojo Reserva, yeah, I, the I, Box Press Figurado, um, the Liga Privada Number no. Nine, uh, uh, Corona Doble. Um, we don't need all of them. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm throwing a couple <laughs> out there, but uh, there's there's. I mean, even a, a Patron, uh, like a twenty or sixty four. I like the sixty four anniversary Maduro. Yeah, um, that's up there too. It's like that's not a cigar that I'm necessarily going to go out and buy all the time. But like, I would say you're talking pretty much super premiums or just something that hits your palate so perfect. It just hits the mark exactly. That, but what it's funny is I think everything you named is over fifteen dollars, right? Nah, fourteen for the Aladino. Okay. Uh, seventeen for the Liga, and then yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you get depending up there. on the size and which release, it's like twenty five yeah. bucks and up for the my okay. father. Or so for the fourteen and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last rating, which is your top notch, which is the number one, is break out the knee pads. It means I don't care how stiff my neck is in the morning. I will do whatever I can to get the cigar. Worth it. Biggity bam. Yeah. No. So our rating system, just to summarize it and break it back down one more time, is from the bottom to the top. That's not for me. I would give them away. That's a chore stick. I'd take it for free. I'd spend money on it or break out the knee pads. Chore stick, I thought, went above. I'd take it for free because you're paying for a chore stick. Uh, I have them listed in a different order than you. So it should be going from top, let's top, top to bottom should be knee pads. I'd spend money on it. I get, well, I'd spend money on it. Chore stick. I'd take it for free. That's how I have it. Okay. I think that uh chore stick and I'd take it for free are so interchangeable 
then maybe eventually we just knock one of them out. But that it's being possible. said, I'll, I'll, I'll take the chore stick over top because I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy a chore stick. I'm going to buy my cane Maduras, my Daytonas. Actually, even the F. Now that I think about it, I really like the cane line. <laughs> See what happens between Darn the it. first show and the second show. Yeah. You it, talk yourself into it. I do. I, I For the price. I mean, if you budget shop this, I am a strong advocate for brick and mortar. I really think you should go to your brick and mortar and buy your sticks there. But my budget sticks, I don't buy there. I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a terrible person here, and I'm just going to Listen, we do it. not have unlimited means or right. unlimited incomes. I think both of us try to do whatever we can to support our local Absolutely. stores. 100%. But with that being said, I'm certainly not in a position where I'm going to shame anybody that buys everything exclusive online. Um, I would say that if you like the idea of having a place to go into, hopefully you have a shop in your area with people that have some expertise that can make recommendations for you that can get you out of your comfort zone or put you in your comfort zone. Or if you just want a place to relax, smoke cigars and interact with other cigar smokers, um, then you need to be supporting your local brick and mortars, no matter what, like even if it's only, you know, 5% of what you're purchasing, you need to, Mm. contribute what you can if you're enjoying the benefits of having a local bean in. So that's going to rope us to a later conversation in the show, but, and I've, I've, I've brought it up before. My favorite thing about the cigars is it is an equalizer. Yes. It makes us all the same. So it brings Bill, us together. You know, same, same as I said on the last show, if Bill Gates walked in and I walked into the same shop and he bought a $5,000 cigar and I bought a, five dollar cigar it doesn't matter we're there to smoke a cigar we're there to enjoy our time and as long as we're not buried in something you know you go to a shop and some guys are there to work and good on you but they're always willing to chit chat we we're there to be together and if it, it's a good place yeah it's an there's equalizer. exceptions so the the cigar equalizes who you are and who you're around so you know take that for what it is if you if you are an online shopper, if you're a, a solely, I only buy from CI, Holtz, uh, Cigar Bid. Famous. Look around and find some shops and give them a shot. Go in and buy one stick, sit down, and smoke it. Yeah. I can almost and guarantee please if you... do not smoke anything in a shop that you did not buy there. Okay. What are there's, your thoughts on that? We, there's we, an we exception. The, the one exception is if it's a bar that most of their business is not cigars or if it's a detached place or something like that. But still, you wouldn't take uh, your own cheeseburger in the McDonald's and eat it. You wouldn't take your own steak into a steak joint okay. and eat it. it so or the you steak one, yeah, McDonald's I might do just because, like, if my kids want to go, I might take something edible with me. Yeah, still, I don't know. You're, you're <laughs> I not, know I'm just being a You're not going to take... You're not going to take uh, a hamburger into an Italian place. You're not going to take an Italian food into a hamburger joint. So making the excuse of, oh, you can't get it here doesn't count, especially because people ask you about it and you're enjoying the cigar and going, hey, what you smoking? Then you're going to be telling the people in somebody's business about a cigar that you cannot get in their business. There's one thing to have conversations about other stuff. There's one thing to go into a bar that doesn't sell cigars and bring your own. But, I mean, the etiquette is... You shouldn't. You, no, you yeah. should smoke. You should smoke something that you bought there. There. Yeah, and if you're gonna be in, again, go into go into a lounge, try it out, and if you have a strong introvert mentality, don't worry about being outgoing. Just wait for someone to talk to you. 
I mean, I went to well over 25 or 30 lounges in my trip that I did. I don't know what the number was, but it was up there. And not once did I start a conversation. Now, I am an extreme extrovert. I start a conversation everywhere I go. Sure. But I, I consciously avoided that. And before we step too far away uh, from what got us into this topic yeah. in the first Sorry. place. No, 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 no. I just wanted to touch on something. When we call the cigar the great equalizer, and you talk about Bill Gates in a cigar shop, that's so far away from a very true example that sits right in this room. How far away do we live from each other? We do not have very much overlap at all, right? No, no, yeah. The only reason that we know each other, know each other, have ever even seen each other's faces is because of cigars. Because I wanted to do yeah. this podcast. I reached out online. I found you. We got together. A buddy actually recommended you to respond to me. Yeah. We got together, and I would say at this point that that you're jumping up the ladder so quick. Like, we have a really good friendship here. Like, you're probably in, I would easily consider you the top five friends that I have right now because of cigars. Yeah. That's it. it it's You it's don't magic. have to look at, you know, these people that you, you bump into and talk to. Like, this is a real-life example. Everybody that's been listening to this show, this is the eighth episode, hopefully, that you'll get to listen to. Let's hope that, fingers uh, crossed, I see the card works. works. The, is but, it green? But there's there's eight episodes of this show that exist only because this friendship grew because of the fact that, that I reached out on the internet and said, yeah. hey, I need somebody to do this show with me. So Here we are. What did we spend, an hour an hour and 15 minutes on the phone yesterday talking about my secret? We talk about all kinds of secrets all the time. Nah, Sam secrets. Um, yeah, I, I didn't keep track. It was man. a while, dude. Listen, I don't. I, that's the thing. We have a conversation. Time passes. Yeah. I ain't counting the minutes. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I it it is the equalizer. And but I encourage anybody if you're not an outgoing person, go to the lounge. And I'm not saying start a conversation. But sit there and smoke a cigar. And if it is a decent lounge at all. Someone will talk to you. Sure. And if not, you can observe some yeah. some really entertaining conversations Absolutely. from the outside, too. If you're a people watcher, whew, yeah, cigar it, shop's a place for you. But just go in and give it the opportunity. Give people a chance to talk to you, and you'd be amazed. If you sit there quiet, they will spill their guts to you. Every single person in a cigar shop is the old-school hairstylist. They are the old-school barber. They want... They want to hear stories. They want to tell you stories. You know, it, my wife and I talk about it all the time. You, you see certain people walking down the street, and you're just like, man, I want to know what that guy's deal is. Like, he just looks like he's had a really cool life. You know, he just looks like he's got something going on in his life. And, you know, it, it's pretty wild how it all works. And I, I just think that, you know, you got to respect that about brick and mortars. I'm going to break the fourth wall now. I don't normally do this, but it's the second show of the night. Yeah. I've had some tequila. Dude, that pour was stupid, but go ahead. Did I play the commercial yet? No. Yes. Yes. I did? Yes, you did. Did Did we talk about what we're smoking? Did, did No, we... I, that's what started this conversation. <laughs> we'll get to what we're smoking, guys. If, if, listen, One thing if, we decided on the last show is if we ever get sued by anybody enough to change the name of this show, it's going to be Cigar Tangent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what? I like that. You know, I like that we've grown in like the show and we've changed our format more. And I like that we're accepting this format a bit more adaptable. It's more, yeah. It's more my style. And I was in the middle of a rant and you just cut me off. What was I saying? 
Well, the idea was to get oh, back to this, yes, then we can rant. Which but. is where I was going. So we were talking about the rating system, which led me to Kane, which led me to online buying, led me to brick and mortar, which led us to this. Wow, that was a bird walk. That's why we call it a bird walk. Anyways, so the cigars we smoked on the last episode that nobody got to hear. Yeah. So wrap up that this point, which is go on Cigar Bid. If you're going to buy your, your cheap sticks, go on there, grab a bunch of them, throw them in your box. Great. Those are your, your yard guards. Those are your chore sticks. And that's it. Go into your lounge. Support these guys. They got to keep the lights on. They got to keep the air conditioning on. They got to keep the sticks. They have to, you know, stall it. You're paying big money for the big dollar cigars because they store them. And yet properly, you, you have to respect that the brick and mortars are doing the same. They're they're you're going to get them in better condition because right. they're not going through the elements on their way to you. Right. They're not. They're going to be thawed, hopefully at the right temperature and humidity. With that being said, on the how should we call it? The lost show. The last episode on the last, the last episode. The lost episode. I smoked. The my father, yes, Florida Los Santias, yes, the booby cigar, the booby. I love, the, I love that, which story. I love. I'm, the I'm, re- I'm retelling that story. All right. So, uh, so the booby cigar is a buddy of mine. Loved this stick. Told me all about it. And he kept asking people in every lounge we'd go to. He would ask and ask and ask about it, and he'd talk about the booby cigar, and it was good. And it, you know, he would describe it. It's got a booby on it. That's it. It's it. It's a it's a classic. You know, just old school art booby. You seen one? You got to see them all. That's right. I've had enough. Roll them back up. And uh, I would put that as a, I'd spend money on it. It's a good stick. Go back to it. I like the natural for some reason better than the Maduro, uh, which is unusual. Usually I prefer the Maduro. The natural is the one that I'd take in that line. Uh, I had a little bit of dry issues with it, but it was the first my father's cigar I've ever smoked that I had any kind of dry issues. And it wasn't a terrible draw. It was just a little bit more effort than I wanted to put into it, but I'd definitely spend money on it. I'd get it again. And I just want to say real fast that you were worried that we wouldn't have enough left in the tank to get through doing this again back to back. And here we are just going off on tangents again. On fresh tangents, too. We got tangents. This is all new, basically. We got tangents for days. For days, baby. We could. I have, I'm just becoming ever more confident that we could do this 12 hours a day. Yeah, we, we could riff to. on this. Um, but can we get these guys to comment on our Facebook group so that we have reason to believe it's worth it? I don't know. Maybe you should tell them what you thought about the cigar that you smoked. You spent 10 minutes explaining the rating system, but didn't give them your rating. <laughs> we, look, that's on you, buddy. You pointed me in that direction and said go. And we drank during the last show. And, well, I, I do want to point out his three-inch pour in his rocks glass. Uh, I need to get rid of the squirrels in the garage is the problem. <laughs> it's the squirrel. 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 So the El Centurion H-2K-CT is the stick that I smoked. I was really good. It is not suitable for a rye whiskey. That yeah, was a mistake that I made. That's fair. I think it would have probably paired better with the Chejo. It, it did. I, I had the Chejo towards the end. Um, the Chejo uh, Silver. Um, I think that the Chejo Anejo, if it was impossible. The extra Anejo. The extra Anejo. Chejo, extra Anejo. If it wasn't impossible to get a hold of, I would say... Um, would be probably the best pairing. I would say a rum, just in general. That that cigar is made for something with or a little bit of tequila. But uh, or yeah, excuse me, a rum forget. or a tequila. They're so tough to Quit distinguish. Quit giving out my secrets, one. or I'll give out your secret. Uh, damn it. Um, I would say that cigar would be good with an old fashioned. Something it needs something with a good amount of sugar. Um, a Leblon rum would be good, even though it's not it. so sugary. 
uh, something along those lines. It's not a peppery cigar. It doesn't have a lot of legs to stand up on. I don't know what that cigar normally costs, but I would put that as a seven to nine dollar cigar. I would say that's that's about what it would be worth to me. That's I think it's a I think it's a tad higher. Is it? Uh, but I'm, I, it's been a while since I bought it. I've I've definitely bought at least five of them. Well, you said you never had the H two K CT, right? No, I have. Okay. I just couldn't remember what it stood for. Mm-hmm. I think it was Habano's uh, Habano two thousand Connecticut. Correct. Um, yeah, I believe it's, 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 it's a just, hybrid. It's, it's a hybrid seed. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was very good. It was very unique. Um, they, Nick Rongwin, binder and filler, all, again, all delicious. It was very good. Just, you know, if if you try it with a rye whiskey, let me know that I'm wrong. I'll be more than happy to hear why. I, and I mean, thoughts a, on it. A, a smoother one, maybe. This that that's a in your face rye. It's good. It's it's tasty. Yeah. So, but uh, it's it's a little forward. Yeah. When I was down in Texas, a, a gentleman at party stop. Uh, recommended Milliman Green Rye Whiskey. It's a Texas More whiskey. like party go. <laughs> right? Uh, see, I disagree with you. I think that this is actually a really smooth rye whiskey. I haven't had many. Uh, so this is a straight rye whiskey finished in a port cask. Okay. So, I mean, it has a lot of those sweeter characteristics for a rye. That being said, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I think a regular bourbon it would it would be okay with, but I still don't think it would be good. Something sweeter or um, any of the glens <laughs> would be good. Um, and yeah, glitch in the matrix, yeah, glitch in the matrix. So, uh, I want to give a shout out real quick to another podcast I listened to. You familiar with a guy named Mike Rowe? Oh my god, yeah, Dirty Jobs. So, he's got a podcast called The Way I Heard It. And um, the last podcast I was listening to, they adopted the title for the show based on the statement that came out of the guy's mouth. It was just a guest. And he says, uh, there have been various things that have come up. Sam's secret, uh, thing, things along those lines that uh, have led me along the line of thinking. But the, the title of this show, and it was a great show about welders and the value of you know, having a, a trade skill versus going to uh, college. Damn, you you burned the shit out of that. Uh, sorry, Dad. Anyways, the title of the episode was um, something along the lines of it's easier to come out. It's harder to come out blue collar than anything else. Like these day, this day and age, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it, it would definitely be easier to come out to your parents as gay or bisexual or non-binary or whatever. Collar. Then say, no, I'm going to go to a trade school or I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to take a blue collar job because there's so much pressure. I think that's to hard go to, say to a four year college and, and get a degree. It's just a society overall. I think that's hard to say in our like our area. That's, in, that might be true. Pitt, Pittsburgh is, is definitely a blue collar town. It's not even that everybody accepts it well. It's just that we've all been around it so much that it is a thing. I mean, I was encouraged to go blue collar when I went and started trades i mean i i've been in the trades for god 20 years now we are old i know the title of the show tickled me i love mike Rowe. i love that podcast just figure to give him a shout out yeah no absolutely i the guy is amazing and his social presence and his media presence is amazing his marketing his his voice oh my god i know you ever hear him sing the grinch yes dude just just my man google it listen to him sing change your life he was in an acapella group um, he was on Broadway, I think, some, at one point. I don't think it, I never heard for that. Broadway or something like that. But he is uh, no, that's right. He's an official operatic singer. In in uh, the show, 
they're doing ads now that are acapella harmonies, and it's really amusing. I like it. Can I get back to the cigar now? You can. All right. So I am smoking. Oh, and I'm smoking the My Father. So the original My Father um, that I think is the first of the My Father line. Uh, in, I'm going to read this straight off their page. It is a Habano Rosado wrapper, a Nicaraguan filler and binder. Uh, and here comes the quoting part. One of the most exquisite and amazing full-bodied cigars you've ha- ever tasted. The brand named My Father is made from specially selected tobacco grown at our fame farms in Esteli, Nicaragua by My Father Cigars. The cigars are manufactured under strict supervision and consist of the best Habano Rosado wrappers for excellent taste. So this this stick, it's a social media like sensation. People love my father. Yeah. And I mean, Don Pepin has the legs to back it up. I mean, the guy's been around a long time. He's he's worked with some of the most successful uh, cigar makers in the world. A lot of the best, uh, again, I mean, we're talking about Pete Johnson. People know the name Tatuaje, but how many of them know that Don Pepin Garcia of My Father Cigars is the one that makes the sticks for Pete? Right. I yeah. mean, you know, just not necessarily uh, common knowledge. So, um, I mean, he's definitely, I think he's like 72 years old. The guy's been around. He's. I would categorize him as a master blender. Uh, kind that. of the original, we talked about this He's before, the OG, but the buddy. original A.J. Fernandez, essentially. Yeah. Known for a peppery palette on most of his sticks. Even the Connecticut has some flavor to it. It's not boring. It's not, if you're if you're not necessarily normally into shade because you think it's going to be mild, pick up the My Father Connecticut. And you are going to be really surprised at how much flavor and robustness is in that stick. Yeah, absolutely. And we had kind of touched on it last time, but the uh, who would you? Would, I don't know. I feel bad asking it again, as though I don't know. So I'm going to ask it again, but I do know his answer. Um, AJ or Don Papine? Uh, f- yeah, we did talk about it before, but um, I don't, I I don't mean, want to be deceitful. You I don't want to. You could almost it. ask me that question back to back every hour, and I might have a different answer. Yeah, because you just—I mean—you just lit a brand new. Don yeah, Pepine. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever had a cigar from either one of them that's one of their core brands that I haven't liked. Now, there's a little bit of room for challenge on that because uh, AJ, AJ Fernandez makes a lot of sticks for CI, like exclusively. And for a lot of people. I mean, he well, gets into anything. You talk about the people that might not know, Man of War. Um, I've the, not had one yet. Man of War, Diesel, Ave Maria, those are three brands off the top of my head that are primarily only available through CI and Cigar Bid and other websites Diesel, like that. Diesel's open now. so Well, but what market. I'm saying is they're very mass marketed, particularly for that idea. Yes. They are inexpensive. You can get them even cheaper on sale or getting them on Cigar Bid. And... Those sticks, like particularly the Man of War and the Diesels, are very pepper-forward. They're kind of one note. They're not that complex, in my opinion. And I don't love them all. Um, but usually I'm getting them for a price that I can't complain about. Right. Right? Which so there's, brings us back to that brick-and-mortar versus online. Right. There's, 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 you know, there's always that to factor into it. Um, I would say that I'd pick up a new world 
by AJ Fernandez over most of the My Father stuff. But I mean, it just depends on the day. The LeBeju 2012, I want to say it is. 2022. Is it? Yeah, I, I, uh, no, this is 2022. We're in 2022. Ain't no way that that's the name. Is that the 1922? Uh, 1922. Yeah. That's it. The LeBeju. One cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado. I put zero stock in that. You put zero stock in that. Yeah, We've absolutely. Covered those bases before. Um, no, we haven't. We literally just touched it on <laughs> it in the last have. show. Yeah, you and they I know we haven't. Um, but the we, idea- we need to do we need to do an episode where we focus a lot on our thoughts on rating systems because I think that sure. it's fair to. Because you and I have had some really good in-depth talks about that. The biggest fault with the rating system is it depends on who's rating the cigar and who's smoking the cigar, right? If you only smoke $30 and up cigars and compare them to $6 cigars, it's not fair. Well, but that's, that's not even where I'm going. My thought process is, first of all, it depends on what they're smoking. Uh, for example, cigar aficionado smokes stuff from advertisers. If you're not an advertiser, you're not getting your cigar rated yes. very often on their yeah, on their platform. It just doesn't happen. And not only that, but you have to take into consideration the fact that the person rating the cigar may have a very different palate than you do. Yeah, I mean, there's look, a lot of diversity. Look at us and the cigar world. There just is. Yeah, there's an ask for every seat. We talk about it all the time. It's it's probably one of the most repeated expressions that we have on this show, but it's true every single time we say it. And unless you know for a fact that the person rating that cigar's palate is aligned with what your tastes are, that that rating may mean nothing to you. Yeah. No, I, I can't agree more. The one the one thing I definitely respect, if we want to talk about publications and we want to talk about top lists, Cigar Journal does it right, in my opinion. Okay? They do all blind, right? Everything is blind, and it's done by a panel. So I, I'm not 100% on how many people are in their panel, but I think it's like 15 to 20 people. They all get the cigars. There's nothing but a number on it. They don't know what the cigar is until after the publication comes out. All of the reviews are turned in. They grade the cigars like everybody else does on flavor, construction, ash, smoke, all that stuff. Um, they turn in their ratings. They Then Cigar uh, Journal kicks out the highest and lowest ratings and averages the rest of them. So you are getting... A group of people that may have different palates and different likes and dislikes that are all evaluating that cigar and being averaged together and having the highs and lows kicked out, you know, to make sure that it's a true average. And so I think that if you're purely interested in numbers and you're not necessarily looking to see whether you associate with that person or not, like in terms of like if you're going with a single rater or a publication, Cigar Journal would be one that I would trust above others. But again, you just never know. Yeah, I, I mean, we we touched on it in the uh, in the Lost show. Um, <laughs> I I have Cigar Aficionado. I brought it with yeah. me. I mean, I, I I like. That's not saying it's not a yeah. cool publication. It's 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 a good magazine. They it's a lifestyle magazine. Um. I'm, I'm stealing his words, by the way. He he gave me a big old grin on that. I was uh, actually grinning because of the fact that we can't duplicate the fact that I guessed like within three hundred dollars how much that watch. Yeah. Costed. So in the last episode, there's a uh, the last episode, the last episode, the lost episode. So we gotta stop saying the last episode, the lost episode. In the lost episode, there's a watch in Cigar Aficionado that came out um, in February's episode or uh, of Cigar Aficionado. 
Um, and I was flipping through my wife's like, man, I really like that watch. That would look good on you. And I, I, I told Corey that, and I was like, yeah, but it's in here. And I kind of smiled, and he goes, 23 grand. Uh, yeah, I think I said 28. I said 28. You thought I said 28. That's right. Yeah, 28 and grand. Was... And I thought it was 23. I dyslexic. Anyways, but uh, I hand him the book. I'm like, here you go. And he was off by 300 bucks. It was $28,300 yeah, for this right watch. Now, it, it, it's a beautiful watch. But I don't, I wouldn't even categorize it as beautiful. No, dude. For because, me, like to me, no, that's, well, well, that's well, pretty. Well, 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 well. I love that Rolox mechanical is, look. Rolex, I think, is kind of. I, I'm trying to purely aesthetically. Yeah. Not say it's good looking or bad looking. I wouldn't say beautiful. It was a dope, dope looking watch. However, much like cigars, I would say that if you're going to hand me a Padrone Anniversario. Or like the Family Reserve, the ones that cost like fifty bucks. Right. I'd be like, "That's a good cigar. I like a cigar. I'm not paying fifty bucks for that cigar." Right. Right. Because I've got a budget to adhere to, and that was a cool ass watch. Guarantee you, I can find one I like just as much aesthetically, maybe not quality wise, but aesthetically right. from Invicta for like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. Right. Right. Now maybe the materials in that one are incredibly better and sourced from different places. And gonna last you that hundred. But at the end of the day, years. that ain't my budget. Yeah, right. I don't need to know what time it is when I'm dead. I don't care if my you know grandkids are I mean it's cool I pass it on to my grandkids, but like by then we barely look at our watch now to see the time. We're already pulling out the I mean, smartphones. Dude, my my watch be, is a smartphone. There's going to be mine too. Like I don't even. I've got 27 beautiful watches in this house. The one that I wear every day is the smartwatch just yeah. because it's convenient for work most of the time. So I'm a cyclist. I get on my bike. I'm not carrying my phone. Like pounds matter, man. As, as stupid as it sounds, you're, you're climbing up a, a 12 or 14% grade. That's painful. Aren't you depriving yourself of exercise by not putting on a heavier watch? I don't need exercise. I need to get away from my children. In that case, I recommend a sports car. <laughs> Lambo. Yeah. And again, so I would love to smoke the $50 cigar, <laughs> but, but but the bicycle works. Anyways, back to cigars. So you're smoking the Vegas Cubanas. Um, it is a Corojo Rosado wrapper, which... That's actually I they, I like that. Corojo wrappers are kind of your thing too, so I'm curious how that's going to go for you. In all fairness, it's Nicaraguan inside though, so I, I wouldn't say that I distinguish as saying that I love Corojo. I really like Aladino Corojo, and yeah. it's not fair. To, that to, like, farm has a special you, pH level you, to it. Well, like they it. have a different seed. They yeah. have the original seed, and that doesn't make it the best seed. Like, you might prefer the best for you. all the other Corojos. That Corojo has something that hits my palate perfect, and I love it. Yeah. But that certainly does not mean that I enjoy Corojo tobacco overall more than others. I'd say that I probably fall into a Broadleaf and a San Andreas more than I do a Corojo in most cases. It's just that makes sense. That that particular strain of Corojo, I think it's amazing. So I just read through the paragraph on their page. I'm not reading it. It's it's a it wasn't even written by anybody who's cigars. That is a PR campaign at best. Um but I do I do want to touch back a little bit. You got excited about that last cigar because you tasted hayseed in it. 
or barnyard. Barnyard. Animal. Yeah. Manure. And, yeah. So touch on that real quick for the uh, Florida Antillas. And, Florida Las Antillas. Yes. Um, and yeah. Because he doesn't taste things. So it, it was it was it was an exciting experience as it always is. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to create a button for it, Mike Goltz. However, um, you know, I'm always excited whenever I Marshmallow something. Man. <laughs> Stay puffed, baby. Stay puffed. No, um, but yeah, he, he was getting good barnyard out of it, and it's it's really fun for me because I get to watch his reaction and, when he tastes something. <laughs> like, and, and I don't like, <gasps> normally it's like discovering a new element. Well, like normally we're quite sarcastic and facetious here, but it's fun to watch him taste something and actually get a note out of it. it, it I really it, enjoy it's that. Not a I watch experience. his face, and he gets excited about it yeah. because it's like, oh. There it is. They're few and far between. And and I do want to clarify, Barnyard um, does not sound like an appetizing taste, but it's a combination of the taste and the aroma. So if you're a person that enjoys driving through the countryside and you smell that unmistakable, I'm coming up to a farm smell. Also known as horse manure. It's it's associated with horse manure and, and probably some other things, too. But, like, for me, that's a pleasant smell. I enjoy that aroma. And whether you like it or not, all aromas, this is another thing I'm going to steal off of Mike Rose show, <laughs> are what? They're particulate in oh. your body traveling through your nose, through your bloodstream, through your brain. Right. So, like it or not, that manure is in you. Right. It really kind of grosses you out if you think about it when somebody cuts one next to you because you're, it's not just in your nose. It's in your mouth. It's in your head. It, it's in your brain. It's in your bloodstream. And uh, so I just want to stay away from the fact that this is not a negative association. I tasted that, and it was a great experience so because the, it's, it's a combination. One of my favorite cigars is the Veritas Tri-Blend. It's and when we've talked about barber poles and how bad they they burn and and, and they're, yeah, oh, they're yeah. rough, but the amount of hayseed and that barnyard flavor that I get out of it and fresh cut wood and all that, it's amazing to me. I really like. I love that cigar because every time I smoke one, I get something new, and I I have another cigar which I haven't told you about yet that I I know now. I know another guy, Sam secret. I know a guy that blended this. So he went and he went down, picked the leaves, figured out what he's doing, and he blended these. And uh, I'm not going to disclose who it was, but I'm really curious. But you I, smoked it? Yes. I've just had, the tip or the whole thing? Uh, just a second. Just see how it feels. Um, no, we, we, I went straight into ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. I, I, I took the whole thing. And, uh, you got more than me, but not enough to cry out, ouch, ouch, my hair. Nah, so I met with him, and he handed me one, and I was like, dude, this is really good. Because it, it's a complex cigar, and I think you're going to get a ton of different experiences from it. All right. Like, we'll I think you, I think you're going to get a bunch of fun things out of it. And uh, we're going to have to do it as, like, a, a sub-episode, because I want that to be your first cigar of the day. I'm down with it. All right. You're going to have to catch me early. Um, I, I'm really enjoying this cigar. 
the draw on this one's a lot better than the last one. I'm not. Mine is not. It, this pack <laughs> is terrible, and it's it's the humor pack, and it is not Don Pepin that did this. No, I would actually say, I don't know if it's temperature relative, but I feel like now having a second cigar from this pack, I feel like the humidification is a little overboard. Um, yeah, th- absolutely. This, this cigar is a little soft. However, still drawing better than the last one. I think the last one t- seemed over humidified in terms of why it wasn't drawn real well. But the construction on this is real good. The burn line's a little thick, but it's relatively straight. Um, I'm not running into too much inconsistencies. I've noticed you had to relight this new one a Three couple times of times. Now. And that's probably a humidification yeah. thing, too. So it's easy to point to. Um, and, um, But I would say that... I think this is the first time I've actually had the the Vegas Cabanas. I've never had that cigar, and and I would definitely go to this again, just based on I'm uh, approaching the second third, one third to the second third. But it's been really, really nice. I don't yeah. have I don't have an exciting flavor note for it or anything. But uh, you know, what else is new? So out of this pack, so it it drew me in when I was down there because I never had the La Duena, I never had the Centurion. And I never had the Vegas. Those were the three out of the pack I, I'd never had before. And uh, you smoked one of those. Um, and I'm kind of jelly about it. But, you know. But I, I have to give them props. I think this I think this five pack was 30 bucks. This is more peppery on the retro for me. Just, sorry. No. I mean, you get in there. But, and, and I guarantee you that if for sure you buy all those sticks separate, it's costing you more than that. For sure, it's definitely a bargain to get the, get the pack, and the humid packs are real nice, real convenient. You don't if you don't have a humidor, shame on you. Maybe a little bit, but maybe you're not that kind of guy. Or whatever you don't smoke enough to. If you actually, I would say if you don't smoke often, you need a humidor because you need to store them. I probably need a humidor less than most people. I can you, keep them yeah, in a you need a bag. I'd burn through them fast enough, <laughs> and I would be just fine. So, how long did that uh, box from last week? Or two weeks ago, last year. Two weeks. Oh, it's gone. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Nice. Two weeks. 50 cigars, two weeks. Yeah, but... Don't tell my wife. That being said, these are Rothschild and... Yeah, four-inch. Yeah. Four-inch cigars. They're, they're not They're not extraordinarily large cigars. I go through them like popcorn. Now, hopefully, if you don't interrupt me again this time, that's pretty much the same old news. You know what I mean? Good news, everyone. <laughs> now, the last time it would have been a lot smoother of a transition. But I know. You rushed me into it, and, and then I, I even, went to hit the button. I even was like, then, "Hey, are we gonna do the news when he, when when you guys yeah, couldn't hear like, me?" I'm trying to touch base back on the cigar. It's all good. But getting too wit. Although, it. in all fairness, I think this show has improved a lot with having the tent poles. And here comes one of them. It is time for the cigar news of the week. Top on the list last year, 456. M- million with them handmade cigars were shipped into the U.S. According to Cigar Association of America, shipments were up by 25.3% over 2020. So we we talked about Rona last time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we talked about how, okay, last year 
2021 was good for cigars because mm-hmm. people got stuck at home and got on the cigars in 2020. A lot of people working from home yeah. maybe could smoke cigars during work that they couldn't normally. A lot of people may be diverting money that would have went to travel and vacations. I know a lot of people work from lounges now because it gets them away from their kids. It's free. Like, you get to sit in the lounge, you buy two cigars, and you're there for the day. Let me ask you real quick. Do you consider that a positive or a negative for the lounge? That's a positive. Because the guy's coming back every day, and let's say he's buying... It's nice to have the regular customer, and it's nice that they're buying multiple sticks. Do you feel like... I see it a lot at one particular shop, and I'm asking out of pure just curiosity. I don't have a stake on it one way or the other. You don't other. have a secret. No, well, it's not like I feel like uh, that it necessarily imposes on anybody, but I'd be curious to know what the effect is in the lounge, depending on whether or not that person can separate themselves much from the rest of the group. First of all, are you going to be able to work efficiently? I guess you're making the choice to go in there, so that's on you. Right. Do you? My question is, is it going to affect the experience of other people because they feel like they have to maybe not be too crazy or out of control because they don't want to bother the person working. I would assume most of the time they're separated enough that it's not an issue. Let's do this as like a back and forth kind of thing. Most lounges you go into primarily, what are the people who are chit chatting and hanging out? What are they sitting in? What kind of chair or couch are they sitting in? I would say most of the time they're sitting in the movie theater style, single single seat. So they're not in a seat that's really that conducive to having a laptop. Well, th- I, so you're, you're talking, I'm talking generally about the people in the lounge. And, and, Usually and the there. person I, I that's on there. their laptop is sitting at a table. Which is what I was going. In a different style. So chair. that's kind of on the owner to set those, to set up a place in the corner for these people to work. Like. If you're in there and you're taking a Zoom call and you're getting mad at the other patrons, that's on you. You're you're not a good person. Again, I you spend more time in a lounge than I do. You you yeah, work in I work a couple there. days a week, and I was just curious. Yeah, I don't no, I don't have any. No, no, no. And, and I, that, I don't have a. a I have it was a, just something that struck me as, hey, I wonder. Yeah, I have. A, I mean, I for some reason have spent a lot of time thinking about you know lounges and that dynamic, and you know if you're in there to work. Understand that it can get loud. Yeah, it can be a thing where Corey and I come in and record a podcast where we get this loud and we hold this volume while we do this. For sure, you're choosing to work in an environment that is essentially Toys R Us for the expanding beer guts and the deteriorating right. airlines. So, so, so that's on you. And I've only seen a couple guys get annoyed with it. So that's cool. You know and. With that being said, I think a lot of the cigar sales have gone up because people got hooked, line and sinkered over the last two years. I'm just really curious how it's going to affect next year's numbers with the back orders. There are back orders, and we talked about, we, we brought up before on the last episode about whether or not that's going to affect business. Certainly there's going to be some people that might have to dip into other brands. They're not normally comfortable with. I think the people that buy the bigger box are mostly going to be okay, but that's just something that we're not going to see until next year when the numbers come in. And I'm really hoping that the companies, they give the boxes to the brick and mortars and not to the online sales. Well, I'd like, I'd like to 
look on the bright side and tell you they will. But um, history, not very kind. It is that. what it is. Who who buys the most? That's my biggest customer. That's who it, I have to appease. And, and it's mean, business. And it's it makes business. Sense. You do it you. It makes sense. Uh, so tangent complete. On to number two, Padron fans rejoice. The Padron family reserve number 95 will be in stores soon as the company started shipping orders on March the 15th. So for those of you that are huge on the cigars known as Padron, one of the oldest uh, most consistent sticks on the market, uh, you got another another line coming out. And uh, I'm sure you guys will be lining up to to break out the Benjamins and get it done. What are your feelings on, on Padron? Padron is a cigar that I enjoy. doesn't hit me enough to make me spend 25 bucks or more on the regular. What about the Padron, like the Padron series, the 3,000, the 4,000? The 1,000 series are not in my wheelhouse now the people that they are in i know many people that consider them a bargain they are always consistent the, the me, construction the is there um it's just that those i've never had one that i thought that the flavor profile hit me in the right spot where i thought okay i'm gonna go buy another one of these if it was in a shop where the selection was pretty low and i didn't know what else to get and that was you know one of the few sticks that I know that I would probably be okay with in that price range, I might grab it, and it might change my mind. But uh, in terms of if, if you're going over past experience, I mean, I can't lie to you. It's not one that I picked up too many times. It just hasn't hasn't hit me uh, just right. Now, a little bit of a side note. Do you know that if uh, when Jose Orlando Padron came to Florida from Cuba when he immigrated to escape uh, communism. If his first business was real successful, do you know what you'd be enjoying instead of a Padron cigar? You actually called me out on this another time, I think after a show. I don't remember. It was like it was like roofing tile or something. Like it was just wild. It was uh, coffee beans. It was something like wild. <laughs> yeah, it was something <laughs> off the wall. I don't remember what it was. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Can you imagine trying to sell hot chocolate in Florida? I think yes. there's a reason. That it's that, hot chocolate, dude. It's that, delicious. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. He had a cart. He'd go out and sell hot chocolate. Good for him. Yeah. And what happened was. He uh, he saw a hole in the market for cigars that he thought reminded him of actual Cuban cigars. The ones being made in this country did not reflect what he thought the, the typical cigar of home felt like. And that's when he started making his own and obviously grew by massive margins into what he is today. But if things had gone differently, you might be sipping on some Padron hot chocolate instead of uh, considering whether or not to buy the next thousand series for the anniversario. No, I mean... I I'm a big fan of Padrones, 3,000, 4,000. Um, Makes and, you want to try that hot chocolate, though, doesn't it? Dude, it's... Maybe it, with some roasted marshmallows. I, actually, it makes me want that coffee liqueur right there. Get it? Yeah. Oh, oh, I plan on it. You mean the... Uh, Kingsfly. The the Jaeger Starbucks? The Jaeger... St oh, I like it. That's what it tastes that's, like. That's it's got a black licorice tint to it that comes across a lot like Jägermeister with a little bit of a I'm surprised a you don't coffee. like it because it's it, 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 it's got anise I, but I bought the bottle it's not that I don't like you it. bought the bottle for your wife I did not my wife didn't like it I thought she did that night. now I tried it bought the bottle she didn't like it oh that's then right. I said oh yeah you're right black mm. licorice I get it 
it's it's cool in certain doses, but it's just yeah, not. It's, it's definitely something you want to pour. Not in every day. Like a half ounce to an ounce of it. It's a sip. And you it's just, strong. Yeah. You, you, you wet your whistle with it, and that's it. That's all the more you do. Yeah, it. Sam having know. trouble with his sign language. Yeah, the sign here. language wasn't working. No, <laughs> Kingsfly Distillery. communication, I feel like sometimes is just an exercise in futility. I feel like we just need to say, like, hey, give me the lighter. Yeah, or hey, talk for a minute, yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. The sign language. It's just not working. Der- it's making it more awkward. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. Because it, it's the not other working. person has no freaking clue like, right, guys, of what you're trying to he, communicate. Here's me telling Corey to... Go ahead and rant for two minutes while I finish researching this, and I need my attention not broken. And then you give me the wife stare afterward because you went, what because the hell you did was that? terrible you job me, of improv. You told me to talk, damn it. Yeah, I, by the way, that happened in the last episode, and it's happened before. And always you, happened in many oh, episodes. Yeah. It is not at least, specific At least to once that per case. episode. Well, here's my question. Whenever you're looking to relight your cigar, why do you give me the the lighter thing and, hey, the quiet, pass me the lighter, when I literally have more lighters than most cigar shops, and Smoky Joe is stocked with a full selection okay. of different types of torch lighters a for your lighting pleasure. There's a reason for this. You like Iron Man. I like Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it well, is. It is. It is. Dude, uh, that's a badass lighter. It's a satisfying. Sorry, Dad, but it, it's a badass. For lighter. those of you that are not watching from home, which is all of you, uh, because this is not a video podcast yet. Uh, we are referring to the Zycar Vol- Volta Quad Flame. And uh, this is essentially a condensed sized soda or beer can. I'd say it's like, it's like a. I mean, it's it's the same diameter as the top of the can. Yeah. It's the same diameter as the top of the can. Much heavier. Very it is beefy a desktop lighter. Quad, a tabletop, they refer yeah. to that as. This is not a pocket lighter. You'd have to be a big boy to smuggle this in your pocket with no one noticing. I mean, you know, she likes me for a reason. I can sneak it in there. Hell yeah. That's right, baby. Speaking Speaking of of hell yeah. We better start sprinkling. I feel like you better start with hail. We were like, okay, we're going to learn from our mistakes on the last show. Yeah, we made a mistake. We're going to sprinkle some of these in. Guess how how long we are in this show that you didn't think we could do? 43 minutes. One hour, one minute. Jesus Christ. All right, so Cigar Fanatics, Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are about to be converted to junkies. Uh, You don't even know it yet. God willing. Right? So what's going to happen is we're going to read, what do you think, three or four? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Can, it depends can, on the length of them. So, so, first of all, I asked a question in the Cigar Fanatics Facebook group of what drew you guys or girls into cigars. I think the community is the coolest thing about this hobby, and I'd like to know who you are, where you're from, and what brought you into this awesome world. Our first response comes from Ira James Marilyn Castro. Hell of a name. A little bit of a mouthful. Poker nights when I first started playing golf. A friend gave me one, and I was hooked. And... Again, we apologize. There's, there's. I don't, I don't want to seem like we're trying to be authentic when it's not anymore. But dude, poker, I got different things to say. Yeah, poker, I can say something different golf, every time. all that jazz. I do want to clarify. I want to stop at Rick. Get it? Because that that next guy after Rick on your list here. Oh yeah, we're finishing with him. Yeah, fair enough. We can and, do uh, that. We yeah, can rewrap. And, and we'll tease Jess. It's you. <laughs> You're gonna, the last one, Jess. We're gonna finish with Jess. Yeah, because we, we think all, Jess is a dude. So, yeah, I already made decisions about my thoughts on you and I announced them, but you'll never hear those thoughts. My question for Ira is, which one was it, the poker night or the golf? 
because those are two different things. Both involve cigars. Right. Um, so I want to know which one was the one um, that really took you over the edge. I actually have. A, do you have a poker cigar? Not. Yeah, but no. Like you guys are going to start getting thinking that I'm getting paid by a certain company. And I promise yeah, you that I'm not. You know what? Don't don't even say it. There's a size, though. Aladino, the original Corojo, makes something called Trey, the Patton. you need to rope your boy in. Yeah, where's... Trey, come get him. You know what? Where's my merch? That's what I want to know. I should be, At like, this point, like, like a doctor Trey, in the Viagra you and Husto need to, like... I need an Aladino... Your agenda is showing. I need an Aladino windbreaker, like the whole suit. Huge gold chain with oh. an outrageously large Aladino symbol Husto, on it. Husto, Hook it up. <laughs> Hook it up, who? Who's the who? Moving on to Mr. Tanner Rose. What did he have to say? Tanner Rose said he went to South Dakota when he was fresh out of high school for vacation and happened to be 20 minutes from Deadwood. Found the Deadwood Tobacco Shop, which, by the way, you watch that show? No, I have not. Deadwood, one of my favorite shows of all time. You need to watch it, bro. It's on the mandatory Cigar Junkies homework list. Dude, I got enough of those. Yeah, well, apparently you're not keeping up with them because uh, you're still getting references flying over your head. Um, But uh, if you haven't watched the show, Deadwood is one of the coolest ass shows that anyone's ever made. Uh, HBO, um, obviously known for putting out great quality content, so no surprise there. Anyways, uh, he found a Deadwood tobacco shop back when legal smoking was only 18 and picked up his first cigar. Well, fast forward a few years and went to Daytona for Daytona Beach for vacation, found a cigar shop just off the A1A and decided to go in and pick up a stick, not knowing what he was looking for. He asked a nice man uh, working there for something sweet that wouldn't take long to smoke, and he handed a crazy Alice from DTC. What a coincidence, right? Deadwood Tobacco Company. And here we are a month later. He'd been enjoying cigars and trying to learn all he can ever since. Well, Tanner, we hope you're listening to the show. I don't promise that you're going to learn anything, but we will try to reach out to you and give you everything that we got. It should take about an hour and five minutes. Um, but uh, please, if you're listening, Tanner or anybody else that's new to cigars, please hit us up at the Cigar Junkies uh, at gmail.com or find us on the Facebook group, the Cigar Junkies Podcast. And get in touch with us. Send us your questions. Uh, let us know, you know, um, what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to know. And we're happy to reach out back to you and, and uh, fill some of the gaps in for you if we can. Then we have Mike Gannett about. He said it all started when he stole an Al Producto from his dad's <laughs> stash. I laugh every time. He was 13 or 14 years old, made with Cuban tobacco in those days. And that, that just cracks me up. It takes me back, to, actually, to an episode of Home Improvement when the kids stole a uh, cigar out of Tim's sock drawer. They lit it up, smoked it, said it tasted like socks, like his dad's feet, (laughs) and then they puked all over the damn place. Dude, that's... I I can't believe I missed that one. I love that show. I did, too. I I was pretty... Like, I think we had, like... It shaped who I am. I I think this is the last show. Go ahead. Go ahead. My kids say I'm 50% Homer Simpson, 50% Tim the Toolman Taylor. And I say there's a sprinkle of Mr. Bundy in there. Well... Why don't we see what's happening around the Pittsburgh area at our local shops and uh, check out the events for this week? Roger that, sir. So uh, I know that we've got all kinds of stuff coming up. You know what the best part of the nice weather is? coming up. Everybody's got something going on. So Leanin House Fine Cigars has their St. Patty's Day party. That's going to be on Saturday the 19th. 
um, simultaneously. Oh, that's tomorrow, that assuming is, this records. Yeah, that, that that's very true. Um, they will have Dave Krosky out on the deck. And if you haven't seen anybody play on the deck at Leaning House, you you need to get up there. You need he to did watch say it. deck. It's what D-E-C-K. I'm saying. That's what I said. I'll say it's on the. And you get and, a two uh, for one because this coincides with. I'm having an event that was pre-planned to this, and we had to make some rescheduling to make this uh, Dave's Boo, happen. Pittsburgh weather. I know. Uh, I'm doing a smoked bourbon tasting. Uh, only rule is bring whatever bourbon or scotch that you want to try. It started as purely bourbon, but you know what? The more I think about it, there's a lot of scotch we could do good with. I, I kind of want to... If cigar smoking has taught me anything, you can smoke anything. It was cigar smoking that taught you that, huh? It did. Yeah, we'll go with that, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I think there are a couple no bottles... More, no more puking stories, right? I think it was a lot of mom's oregano that got you thinking that. Um, but no, I think a downward would be good smoked. If you gave it like a really, really heavy mesquite, that's on my uh, Dalmore's on my uh, my bucket list. I've never had the cigar malt. I do. I want to try that real bad. Yeah, like because they don't carry it in in Mm. PA, Uh, but I think it's pretty common in a lot of other liquor stores. And I don't even think it's super pricey unless you go into a high end bar. Huh. Nice. Um, we've got the Pittsburgh Pravada meetup. Dude, just don't even bother muting. Just rip it into the mic because it sounds so bad coming back through mine. He tries to be all like nice and sneaky about it. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pravada meetup will be at Blind Fox in Dormont at 2 p.m. Uh, on the 19th as well. Uh, that's in Dormont. And the, they're going to be offering a buy four cigars, get one. It just says get one. It doesn't say get one free. I didn't realize that last time. I mean, I'm assuming Did you get one free. Did that trip you up that bad that you had to halt everything? No, it's just more fun. This I need way. a record scratch. Uh, but yeah, stop down the blind fox. I I think I'm gonna try and make it down. I think my wife's already gonna be mad at me since I'm gonna be here so late. So I'm probably just gonna you like told her wake you're gonna up be and, late. Yeah, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna be care. beyond that. Um, but I think I'm gonna stop down. You think you uh, you want you want to be my date? It's potential. It's possible. Oh no, you got the, yeah. It's, no, it's no, possible. No, you, you need to do that instead. You need to do that instead. You need to have that fun. That you, he, He's got his own little secret. I've got a date. Uh, anniversary party at Smoke and Bridgeville is going to be on Friday, April the 1st. We are lacking details on that, but we know that it's going to be awesome because those guys are great. They're going to celebrate good times. Come on. Um, smoke and brunch. The, yeah, this. Not I'm Bruce. still mad at you. Not Bruce. Still mad at you for this. I did not name the event. Smoke and Brunch, April 10th at Blend. It's going to be 1 to 5. I know I'm trying to head down there, but the price tag's a little, I don't know, it's a bit much. But the the food looks good. I like food. Yeah, I I like food too. My belt will tell you. And then uh, coming in June, uh, there's going to be the Chevetta Cigar Crawl. So what it is is... We're going to stop by four different Pennsylvania and Ohio cigar shops. Um, there's going to be a beer and wine included. You're going to get lunch and dinner included, and you're going to get transportation. So what it is, you're going to meet at the hotel at whatever time is established. Um, you're going to jump on a bus, and they're going to take you around all these different places, and they're going to wine and dine you. Where do the kids find the event and how to register? Yeah. So... Your best bet's going to be go on PCC. Uh, I'm going to get a link to the Junkies page. I may or may not get it this week just because I may not have access. You got time. To it. When's the event happen? June. 
There you go. You got so, time. Yeah, just We're just, okay. just keep an eye on the, the on the junkies page, and I'll I'll get it all put up there. Um, but there's going to be from what it was described to me, we're going to meet up, and uh, I'm trying to go to this. June's pretty crappy for me, so, um, but we're going to meet up. Yeah, Friday night, everybody hangs out. Everybody gets themselves in a terrible place that their family would be ashamed of them. Wake up the next morning, have breakfast, get on a bus, go to a bunch of cigar shops, drink too much, eat too much. Somebody else is driving you. Enjoy your time. Come back. Another party. Go home on the next day. Hope for the best. So just uh, check in with it. Check in with Earl if you really like you need information right now. But if not, just wait for it on the Junkies page and we'll get you guys posted up. We'll on get some you good hooked stuff. up with the information. Information. Huh? Information. Stay in touch with us on the social yeah. medias. That, that's you really that's really your best bet. If if you don't know something and you want to know it, ask. It's a crazy concept. <laughs> so what do you think? You want to knock out a couple more of these messages that we had on the uh, old uh, social mediums? Yeah, do that. And then I want to touch on the non-boutique thing that we touched Ooh. on last time. Is it boutique? Last time. I is don't it, know. Is it the boutique or non-boutique? <laughs> huh? Come on, Jean-Paul. Huh? Go. Wow. In the meantime, Donald Allen Souls II says, A buddy of mine introduced me to cigars and a rock as a way to relax and have a bit of peace in a stressful environment. I really got into them during my Afghanistan deployment. I stopped for a while but always appreciated them. Finally made a deal with the wife that I'd give up cigarettes for cigars. That is a good trade, I would say. Thank you to you and everybody else that's listening or wrote in that has served our country. We appreciate your service in all forms. David Gardner said needed to piss off the cigarette smokers around me. <laughs> Liked it, and it stuck. I'm never going to not laugh Never going to not laugh at it. That's two tonight. Brian Jones says the military again. Uh, me and the guys in the unit during the AIT started smoking cigars, and they called us the State Puffed Squadron. <laughs> we, we were pre-Desert Shield Storm in the late 80s, and it relieved our stress and built our camaraderie. Some fun, fun times. Uh, Brian... There's a realistic possibility that I turn that into a T-shirt idea. I'm thinking Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in the cockpit of an X-Wing. Please don't sue me if we use it. You know what I mean? So I, I do want to touch. When I was in Afghanistan, there was a, I don't even know, just a couple that were working on the base in Kandahar. And they had set up like this oasis. So they got AstroTurf and set it up. And they would just invite a couple of us at a time, guys that had performed at different things. Do you have to break out your knee pads? No, no knee pads. It, dude, it was like the greatest, most relaxing feeling. Like everything going on in Afghanistan, and then all of a sudden you just show up and you're just you feel like you're in a backyard. And they, it was fantastic. But we finished that night with a cigar, and dude, I can completely relate to how the cigar just wiped away that stress. So hell yeah, you know what, man! Grats on you. I'm Cheaper glad that that's uh, then therapy. Yes. Abso-freaking-lutely. By leaps and bounds. And God knows we needed therapy. So thank you for cigars for providing it cheap. My mommy says I'm good, though. Hell yeah. Lee Ritchie says he was in contract with downtown LA to stay at the Biltmore Hotel for a few months. The bar allowed smoking back in 1994. Lee's a little older than us. How much? I don't know. But they also carried cigars. And I'm remembering this uh, message as I'm reading it. A magnificent barmaid would bring the humidor to you, <laughs> and after making your selection, she would cut and toast the foot with a piece of cedar, then hand it to you. 
while she held the flame to finish lighting it. The ambience and cigars were top-notch, but the ceremony won me over, and I've been smoking stogies ever since. Do you have, like, a ceremony, like... Yeah, so it is definitely... Ceremony is a great way to put it. And I have, um, you know, kind of like a preset way of approaching cigars. And I'm sure it changes, you know, depending on when I'm smoking for the show or if I'm driving or if I'm on the run. But, I mean, I definitely have a preset motion that I go through to make sure that I get the most right. out of that experience. And it is, it's ceremonious, man. Yeah. There's I, there's another word that I have a tendency to use sometimes, but it's kind of escaping me right now. The one thing that sucks about me is that I know somewhere inside of me exists a vast vocabulary with just unending no, alternatives you, for everything. <laughs> but I have zero ability to call on those words when I want them. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee in 45 minutes, I'm going to be on top of it and be like, damn it. Yeah. 13 minutes after the show ends, he's going to be like, I should have said this, 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 this. Uh, then we got Andrew Cooper who chimes in saying he was actually anti-smoking his whole life. And one day he was in a bar in a Sahara Casino in Las Vegas during a cigar convention and started talking to a Middle Eastern guy. And he told me all about it. Really changed my perception on cigars. So I tried him and I've been into him ever since. You know what? That makes me so happy. It's so dope. So you never know. I'm going to break you away from the comments for a minute. Get at it. So. We've talked about tobacconists at different places quite a few times. Mm -hmm. We've discussed it. We've gone into depth. If you guys want a parent, like if you're new to cigars and you want to get into something a little bit ritual. More, yeah, if you want to get into this more. No, that's the word I was thinking of. Ritual. Ritual. Okay. I have a pre I like have a lighting ritual. Yeah. At ceremony, ritual, very similar. Depends on if you're a, in a cult or a religion. Um, but I, I have, yeah, a you have a way you do it. That's all. Sorry. No, you're good. If you want to get into cigars more, or if you're into cigars and you want to change your pace, shoot us a message on the junkie. It's, it's me and Corey. And I will say, I pride myself on the fact that I can direct somebody the right way. That's, that's my thing. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not your tasting guy. I'm not going to tell you this leaf was grown, you know, you know, with 13 drops of Hustos sweating it. Like I, I'm not that guy. I didn't. I didn't mention his name this time. But <laughs> I'm not the guy that's going to tell you exactly the seed and where it was grown. But I can get you to the cigar you want to have. It might take us a couple cigars to get you all the way there, but but we're going to get you to the right stick. So l l let's play that game. You know what I mean? And I think a lot more of the tobacconists in the area should be trying to get to that point. And that leads me to I. I I didn't bring it up in the last episode because it, it just didn't fit. You weren't drunk enough. Yeah. Well, but the you the, need one of my pours. The the gentleman that I met in Fort Worth that I had mentioned before the show, I told you I was gonna bring him up. So we go to a fairly, I don't want to say high end establishment because it was not, but a pricier establishment. And I go in and I play dumb, and, and that that. Every lounge I'm sure that, that I went came to. natural. <laughs> Every lounge that I went to while I was out, like I said, I tried to kind of tone it back from my normal because I'm, I'm trying to see what other people do just for fun. And uh, we go in, and I go in with a, a, a guy I know down there who's not really in this. He cannot help himself. He, dude, 
Just rip it in the mic. At least get some respect out of it. It'd be like, hold on, guys. New sound bite. Um, so Buck goes in, and the guy starts giving his spiel. And immediately he starts on the $30 cigars. He starts on the Davidoff. And these are overpriced Davidoffs. Like, we're talking 30. Feeler questions are important. Yeah, 30 to 35. With Buck, you know that he's 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 a salesman and he's got that vibe. You know what I mean? And, and Buck, you're in the group and you can call me out and you know tell me I'm an, a, a butthead. We're, we're trying to edit for dad or else I would say a hole. But um, but you could say asshead, right? So we go in and I'm I'm trying to like stay back and the guy just immediately berates him with with the spiel. And I'm looking through and they have I mean they have good cigars. Most of their collection is good cigars. But they don't have anything that's somebody who just wants to come in, which is that's good if that's the vibe you want to give off. So he goes straight to Davidoff, and I take him away from the Yamasa and I bring him to the Escurio because I love that cigar. I love the Yamasa as well. I like the Escurio a lot. Yeah, that that's probably that's my favorite Davidoff. I think you'd be a Liga Nine fan. Yeah, I I, I love that stick. You know, it, I I think mine goes Escurio. The Davidoff Nicaragua, which you said you weren't a fan of their Nicaragua. Not for the price point. No, I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, probably the price point. I don't remember what it cost. I remember having a decent experience with it. The Yamasa is the one that was kind of, I mean, it depends on the day. Because mm-hmm. it's got like a pretty unique. Uh, and the Yamasa is my number three. It, it's got a unique taste to it. But that that's going to come with swamp tobacco. Right. But, <laughs> but my problem is you're hitting buck with all this. Now you're taking Buck to a high-end tobacco. That it's a cigar that it's a guy that's not into cigars that much, and I don't know. The guy's not into tobacco in, into it at all. He smokes cigars casually and occasionally. Yeah. He's a perfect candidate for a Monte Cristo Platinum, or yeah, uh, you know, he he fits that bill well. Lead him to the right cigar. He'll come back and recommend you. Lead him to an overpriced cigar that you it feels like you're selling, and he you're wrong. The again, it comes down to feeler questions, and you don't have to say what's your budget. I understand that you prefer to sell a higher value cigar if you're able to. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. If you're a salesman, you're a salesman. However, but we don't know the markup on these. I mean, I know don't... your customer first, right? Find out about your customer what you can before you start leading them around to different sticks. You know, make sure that you know you're you're in the right flavor profile. Are they mild? Are they medium? You can still pitch a Davidoff. You know, you can still feel a guy out and see, you know, where he's going to fall in the price brackets. But there's still different sticks and different you know different ranges that are going to make more sense if you educate yourself about your customer first right so so i put buck in enamel fuerte salomon because we're drinking old fashions and we're asking for them sweet (laughs) i want that body to go along with it i don't want him in an escurio he's not gonna that body he's not gonna get that pairing like let's let let's work out play the whole game like the first question, because this is a bar slash cigar lounge. Yeah. And they're primarily a bar. Yeah. So the what first are you question drinking, baby? It, that tobacconist should be asking is, what are you drinking? Yeah. What 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 do you plan on doing? Are you drinking water tonight? Why? Are you the DD? 
okay, what'd you eat for dinner before you got here? There's a lot of leading indicators that can go into this. For sure. And you would imagine that an establishment like that, the person coming in is more, has their mind made up more about what they're going to drink that night than about what they're going to smoke. Right. And as I saw their customers, I'm like, this guy in the humidor, he knows what he's talking about. He has read every pamphlet on every cigar and memorized it. But he doesn't care about who's there. And maybe he doesn't, but maybe he just hasn't thought about it that way before. Let's be fair. And, and that, that's but, true. But, I mean, I, I think that... You know what? No, I, I'm not even going to give him that benefit of the doubt. He was pushing. <laughs> fair enough. All right. He, no, I, I, I'm going to I was say, not there. Yeah. He's pushing. And, and normally, I mean, you know me, man. I'm not, I don't go that way. He's pushy. He's driving up the sales numbers, and that's all he's doing. And if that is your goal and your agenda shows like that, you lost my respect. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. And you need to be worried about your customer and make him come back because he can't get a good recommendation at the next place as well as he can you. So you're going to be excited about this. Uh Uh-oh. Next guy on my list, it's not the message. It's the name. Mm -hmm. I know Sam enjoys this fella's name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. La, 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 la. Well, let me get my drink on. Get right. it. Get it. Warm Go. them up. You ready? Go ahead. This comment comes to us from our boy, Hale Sejura Strand. Hale, yeah. That's, I, yeah, I can't pronounce the last name, but his first name is Hale. Hale something Swedish. <laughs> Swedish? Nordic. Nordic in origin. Yeah. Okay. SJ. Okay. It starts with SJ. It's got to be Nordic, right? Freaking hell if I know. I'm an un- uneducated junkie, man. Anyway, Hale, his oldest brother, Hale, smoked cigars yeah. 15 years his senior. He always loved the way the smoke smelled. And he says, when I was in my early 20s, he gave me a cigar to try. He kept his humidor full of Davidoff. Uh, and that one experience was incredibly satisfying for a range of reasons. Hanging out with my brother and friends, enjoying a cocktail, the smell and the taste were all winners. I smoke alone frequently, but really enjoy sharing the contents of my humidor with friends. Lighting up and enjoying a stick with someone is a great way to get to know them. Oh, yeah. Recently transplanted to Middle Tennessee from outside Yosemite National Park in the mountains of California. And a shout out to you, Hale, because that is... 100% the first thing that comes to my mind about the cigar community is the yep. generosity, the sharing, and the enjoying other people's company, getting to know people, and you're doing it right, buddy. I mean, what what do we call it on the lost episode, man? It's the great equalizer. It is. We've called it on more yeah, than that. And that's what I'm saying. It, like, it's, it, it's, it, it's another repetitive term. I'm, I'm going to continue to it, blast it in. It's the right term. And... and I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up again for the people in the audience that didn't get to hear it the other time around, is that you brought up the idea of the fact that Bill Gates can sit in a cigar shop and talk with somebody that's hanging drywall or laying bricks and have a conversation about what they're smoking and enjoy that hobby together. But to me, it comes down to something even more personal than that, because the only reason the two of us are sitting in a room together right now is because I reached out on Facebook saying that I was looking for somebody to do a podcast with about cigars. I reached out on the Pittsburgh Cigar Club. Somebody referred that recommendation to you because they said, hey, this is in your wheelhouse. And that was Dan. Yeah. So the way that that worked, I had. You, I, I'm a member of that group at this time already. Okay. Dan's, Peel back the curtain. Yeah. Dan shoots me a message, 
And within an hour of Dan shooting that message, about five people I know all shoot me this message. They knew it was you. None of these other guys are PCC members. I have no idea how they found out about it, but they're like, dude, you should do this. That's you should do this. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what, what, where did this come from? So I had already messaged you before the other guys did. I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's see. Let, and I told my this wife. This is actually new to me. So it's yeah. act, I'm, I'm hanging on every word. I told my wife when I came to meet you or when I set the meet with you, this isn't going to work. We're going to try. And she's like, well, then why are you doing it? I'm like, because why not take the chance and see if this guy and I get along? And I mean, we've, we've built a damn good relationship Yeah. since then. A friendship. Like, but I'm not the kind of person that does that. Like, I, I have great, I, I get along with everybody, but I don't build a relationship with anybody. And is that why you didn't think it was going to work? Oh, at all. I was like, for us to do this, we have to get along. Yeah. I mean, it, it's different if, like, I was, if I was here for one episode, yeah, we could, I, we could play the game. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. three. We Side could, We could play and we, mm -hmm. we would have fun. But no. You literally read my mind and knew that I forgot the cigars before I knew. <laughs> we we're definitely on a, a little bit of a telepathic link, and it uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for your wife to get time. jealous. Okay, like it, it's yeah. getting awkward now. I don't think she cares at this point. She's like, oh, please take him. Then mm -hmm. my wife's probably going, Nailed it. Please take him. <laughs> hey, maybe but maybe no. we should hook them up. You know? No, and and, and you. But that's the thing. It's it's an equalizer. It's it sets us up. So I, I want to dig more into that because we didn't do this on the previous show. Mm -mm. And uh, this topic interests me because it involves me, but it involves me from a perspective that I didn't get to see from it. So it's not my own. Yeah, I did not. So when I got, were, I almost didn't come to the meet at Leaning House. Like, you know my schedule now. Yeah. I'm a busy person. Like, I have a lot going on all the time. For me to give an hour and a half to a stranger... That's a thing. Well, like this was something you were considering doing on your own, was it not? Right. But, I mean, you've heard me. My mouth doesn't stop. Yeah, I, I just wanted some a different point of view on, like, what your thought process was going in. Like, yeah. how serious were you about the idea of the potential of doing a podcast? Um, you know, what was your mindset? So, you know, I'm an open person, though. For sure. So, like. To the I, point, he's so open that <laughs> I've seen people think that he was fake <laughs> because of the fact that he is so upfront about every yeah. single thing that he feels that it's like, it's almost, yeah. it's almost hard to accept because it's uncommon. Yeah. I don't, I don't hold anything back. If you want to know, ask me. And if I think it's a, a rough point, I will proceed it by saying, this is just my thoughts, but I'm cool with whatever you believe. Like, I don't, I don't play that game. Uh, I was going to do a, the, this podcast about six months before you and I talked and, or my uh, podcast. Um, I had a good name. I had it all figured out, but I was trying to figure out what I was going to do by myself. It's a, it's a tough racket. I'm, I'm a solo act. Like that's always been my thing. I mean, I, in high school I ran, I was the VJ that they didn't give a script to and they said, go on stage and make it fun. And that, that literally what I got told and, I, I've never been a scripted guy. I've never been a play-by-the-rules guy, which means you don't play well with the others. Because to play w well with others, you have to have rules. <laughs> there aren't many here. No, but that's okay, but there's rules. You there know, I don't 
I don't put a whole lot into the show as far as like research and the show notes, but I read all week leading up to in four minute spurts because I'm a busy person. Sure. So what that does is that gives us a different dynamic because you get you and me. Yeah, it is. I don't want it to be crazy how much we're the same person and the complete opposite person Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly what I was alluding to there. Like, I'm a very, I'm a ridiculously calculated person, but I don't think about anything I'm going to say before it comes out. Yeah. Because I trust (laughs) my gut. Same. And I know that I don't. I don't have any hard feelings towards anybody. I don't have any hate towards anyone. So I get to give you my genuine feeling. And if you don't like it, you usually know it's on you because I didn't mean it rude. Yeah, and that's something for me too that I've tried to grow about a little bit. But I, mine isn't so much a decision about I'm going to put this forward because this is how I feel or whatever. It is just my brain is five seconds behind my mouth. Mm-hmm. If I think it's not a good idea to talk about something, it's too late because my mouth is already going. Oh, see, I've, <laughs> it I, is, it is. That's where you and I are switched. Yeah. My wife, how did she say it? You've thought of 10,000 outcomes and, but you didn't have time to pick one. Yeah, that's that's very uh, philosophical. My, she's a poli sci major, so oh shit! Yeah. So she's oh sorry, Dad, <laughs> gonna get along with Dave for a while. No, she's international poli sci. Wow, all right, fair so enough. The stuff she knows doesn't relate to his, even though it's all the same. Um, you know, and we're talking circa 20, 20 years ago when she went to school. But don't you know, don't don't age her. No, that's a bad idea. She's she's twenty three years old and Atta beautiful. Add a boy. There you go. She is beautiful. Watch enough. I do it. I'll, I'll straight up say my wife is still hot. So, Hell you know, yeah. I'm not even going to hesitate on that. But no, she we sure. She said, you know, like, I've thought of a thousand outcomes, but I haven't figured out which one was the best. So I just picked the one that I think is the best at the time. The other thing about you right enough. that I can tell you, and the ve- you guys know Sam almost as well as I do. If you listen Absolutely. to every episode we, of the show. We haven't really talked other yeah. than on this mic. Our conversations are less than double the time that we spend in front of these mics. Oh, I my would God. Say. No, yeah. So, but one thing I can tell you is that when there is a possibility, when there is an option, when there is something you want to do, you do not consider whether or not it, the the fact that it, is not possible. It never occurs to you. No, you jump straight to how do I make it how? happen? It's yeah. not. Is this possible? It's what do I do to get there? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say it because I know exactly what you're talking about. I've called Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I have called Ron White. I have called their pub- publicist. Why? Because I think Corey would like it. Hell I think yeah. it would be fun to have on the show. Did, what are the chances these guys show up? Slim to none. I don't care. I will try and fail because I don't mind that. That's that's me. I don't care if I fail. Failing, I love failing. Yeah, man. Failing is literally the only way you learn anything. Mm-hmm. If you succeeded at everything that you did, you're not gaining anything uh, except for more of what you already have. Right. 
You don't learn anything at work when everything goes right. Exactly. You learn on the day that everything breaks. Those are the days that you learn how to deal with problems. And dealing with problems is the most important experience that you can get. It's how you grow as a person. Now, how's that going with the new job? Um, are you getting to play that game yet? Or are I'm you still learning. in the trainee zone? I'm learning. I've been on my own for a month. It's a tightrope. You have been on your own? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's... It's it's been eye opening. I still am incredibly grateful that I took the plunge and took the step uh, into something that's more conducive to give me time. This is something that was not possible right before I started this job. You talk about going back six months to your first thoughts of doing a podcast. This idea has existed for me for at least six years. And there was a recording that took place six years ago where I attempted to make it a reality, but it was more challenging in terms of how to put a podcast out there. It was challenging in terms of how do I get together with somebody to record it? Um, you know, the equipment was different then, and it was something that my circumstances didn't allow. Yeah. I mean, and one of the best things that has come out of my job change only second to having more time with my family is being able to dive into something that I'm passionate about. And honestly, I'm sure you're as surprised as I am that every time we do this show, we don't run out of things to say. All right. So I'm going to even if we've already done the show an hour ago, I'm going to give up some of our pre-show conversation from last week. So I was miserable when I walked in this door. Yeah, you were. I was. I, I could read it. I'm sorry, Dad, in advance. I was pissed off when I got here. I had a bad day, which we all have. But I'm not normal. I'm not used to that. I'm a positive person. I I bubble. I I bounce around. I have a good time. He's bubbly and bouncy. I can tell you. I was pissed off, and Corey's just laughing at me. And we're having, you know, we're, we're just jarring back and forth. And he's like, dude, have a drink. Sit down. Just chill. It I, was the grown-up version of have a Snickers, bro. It, it was, it, it was, go take some time for reflection. And maybe, maybe just think about you for a moment. And, and I did. And, and, and we started the show and I was just livid. And it was not my turn to do the read. So at the beginning of the show, we talk about who's doing the read that day. And it was the best thing in the world because it was like, what's up, junkies? And immediately I was in a good mood. I was ready. to let, Let's go, dude. Let's go. Let's have a good time. And it's amazing how freeing that was. It, it is. It really is. And I've I've said this to you numerous times. The and what you might you didn't know that until I think I told you today was I was in a bad place too. I almost called off doing the show. I didn't want to right. be the a-hole that called it off because we had already been a week and a half or more because of you being out of town since we did the last one. I didn't want to be the guy that shut it down, but I was not in a place where I wanted to do that show. And I almost until called it, off. it was time and you came in and I could see on your face that you weren't there either. But the one thing this show has taught me is that when you put me and you in the room and you hit the record button, f somehow we defy the odds and we defy whatever else is going on around us and you hit the button and we become the cigar junkies and it becomes a good time. And there, yeah. 
that you don't run out of things to say and the the you know camaraderie or um whatever you want to call it um we we just it just works but that that's and where it feels I, good that's where i challenge you know all the listeners again go into a lounge wait for the conversation be pissed off be in a bad mood have a bad day but when the guy talks to you whether it be the tobacconist behind the counter or it be anybody else in the lounge and he says hi pretend for one second you're happy to see him and after that second goes by you're a junkie because you're gonna roll right into the same thing we roll into which is let's do this dude i battled depression when i was a kid i willingly asked for antidepressants and then i willingly got off of them because i decided this is not for everybody but for me the right thing was if i act like i'm happy you get lost in it you know if yeah. you if you just say screw it i'm not going to let it bring me down i'm going to put on a smile i'm going to enjoy the things that i'm not even going to enjoy i'm not going to enjoy doing this podcast tonight nope. there's no way i'm in such a bad mood i'm so mad at my circumstances there isn't a chance in hell that I'm going to enjoy this. So why do it if I'm not going to enjoy it? But when you put yourself in the situation, you turn the lights on, you turn the, the recorder on, and you get started and you get going, soon enough, if you put on that happy face, you you fool yourself and you go, oh, man, like I really am happy. Like this is this is what I need. And, um, you know, you get lost in it. Dolly Parton. Next thing you know, you're having a good time. Dolly Parton, man. She said it best. I think it was uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. She said, you see someone on the street, they don't have a smile, give them yours. That's it, man. And and, and, and really, giving other people things makes you better. Negativity is, um, you know, it is easy to spread around, man. So right? I, like, negativity is contagious, probably more contagious than happiness. But with all the people out there spreading Is it negativity, worse than herpes? That's for my doctor. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's probably worse than herpes. It could be, it could be. I mean, I don't know how many I'm people. Just that, to I, 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 haven't, I haven't checked on the the herpes numbers lately. <laughs> it hasn't been a concern of mine for about 16 I years. Mean, Chlamydia is a beautiful name, it, but still, it's, it, it's it hasn't not. been something I've had to worry about <laughs> in 16 uh, years or so. I'm just happy to be touched. <laughs> but I mean, negativity. I mean, it spreads, man. It gets inside of people and. The idea is positivity is contagious too. It takes a little bit longer for people to latch on to it, but if you're positive enough, it gets through. That's why I quit my job. And and you know, be the change you want to see in the world, man. Yeah. That, that that's why I quit my job. That's why I'm in the position I'm in. That's why I do what I do. That's why I'm doing a podcast, man. Hell yeah. And I'm I, so glad you're here, dude. dude I really I, am. I got to show you it's the not text. Just the f- I, five gallons of tequila i've drank tonight talking yeah. so all right so right before the show right he goes to pour himself a glass of this delicious tequila <laughs> that he has a hard time getting and he he over pours while talking it's like a three and a half inch pour <laughs> in a rocks that, that's this time uh so yesterday i'm driving my old haunt on my way home same time that everybody gets out and i get this i see a guy go past me that i worked with and I wave at him, just like goofy, like, hur, 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 here I go, wave. And I, 
he didn't he kind of like looked over and like did a triple take and then you know we separated and i get this text sorry dude didn't wave back fast enough didn't fucking recognize you when you were happy been a long time since <laughs> i saw it and i was like you know what man the fact that he felt it at 50 miles an hour on 51 he was like dude you just look happy hell yeah dude that's yeah. awesome and like people all the time in my new job right i work at a steel mill there's a lot of people there that have really good jobs, really well-paying jobs. Yeah. Jobs that are not hard. They can be unpleasant. They can be... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. They can be more hours than you want, but they're easy jobs yeah. when it's all said and done. And the amount of misery in these places is incredible. And all these people, and I'm walking in positive, happy every day, smile, nice to see you. And it's because I'm so glad to not be where I was before. I know where I could be if I hadn't chose to be here. And they tell me the same thing. This place will wear you down. And I tell them the same every time. If the last place didn't wear me down, this place ain't going. Because it's better than where I came from. And yeah, I could stop putting the energy in. And I could accept the way things are. But... I think what's going to make me rise above everybody else is my willingness to change the things around me. My attitude of being positive no matter what and never giving up on making things better. And I think if that plant was filled with people that had a spirit that wasn't going to be deterred by negativity, that place would be better for everybody. And I'm going to be that change that I want to see. Dude, I can tell you straight up, I was in the same boat when I did my change from the oil field over, what was it, nine years ago? It's going to take about five years, and then people will stop commenting to you. So, like, five years, people yeah. kept calling me Mr. Happy. Yeah. Stop whistling. Why are you so happy all the time? Why are you so happy? Dude, because you all don't know what you're not doing right now. Like, it's amazing here. And then... It infected me, and it's all me. Like, I'm not trying to blame the company. I'm not blaming anybody there. Do not take this as a blame game. But I'll tell you right now from my experience that what you just said, that snippet from our show, yeah. you, were, you, you take that snippet, you put it on your phone, that's your ringtone. <laughs> and remember that. Oh, for sure. Because bro. I lost it, and I forgot, I'm not going to. I forgot how good I had it where i was yeah and i kept getting promoted i kept getting blasted up and everybody's like you know why 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 is this new guy moving up well this new guy's moving up because he's in a good mood he likes coming in here <laughs> why does he like coming in here why is, why is he here 16 hours a day because he it's way better in the air conditioning at 16 hours a day than it is out in you know february at negative 25 in north that's dakota it. that's it and here's a there, there's a difference between us so don't try to measure yourself against me again i'm not five years into my new job yet but i think the difference for you was you had the means and saw an opportunity and you knew that there was something else that you're meant to be doing and you knew you had the means to do it and you thought i've got to get out of here and put myself into a position where i can enable myself to fully realizing that and i think you are I think you misunderstood what I was saying. Nine Maybe. years I was there. Five years it was great. Yeah. And then I started looking for something else. That's fine. Now, what I'm saying is 
Just remember where you came from as you go through and grow with it. How long do you have in the oil field? Uh, four years. I attempt three. Yeah, exactly. So I, I should be good for 25. Right, exactly. <laughs> and just keep that mentality, <laughs> I got man. 10 years of bad because memories. When to I go started where I was for. working, I loved that place. Yeah. And I mean, I heart and soul love that Circumstances place. Circumstances change. Here's the thing my grandfather is almost 90 years old. Most of the time, up until five or 10 years ago, I'd call my grandpap, How you doing? And my grandpap is the embodiment of positivity. Nice. He'd do the Tony the Tiger every time you ask him in person on the phone. I'm great every time. Awesome. Every time. I remember the first time my grandfather did not say that. When I said, how you doing? He says, I'm okay. Pretty good. And I was like, oh, man, something's wrong. Something's bad. And for my pap, that was the fact that he's losing mobility. He's losing his. He worked tired from being a journeyman mechanic on diesel equipment. After 40 years, That's what stayed I was, retired yeah. for a year or two, immediately went out and got another job because he couldn't stand it. He couldn't stand the inactivity. Blue collar can't sit be, around, man. Uh, he went to be a handyman in another place. Even though he wasn't working so much, it was being around the people, feeling useful, yep. still coming over and helping me fix my appliances or working on cars. And when he lost the mobility to at least be able to come and go and drive when he wanted to to do those things, that was an extreme hit on him. And when I go around that plant and I see these negative people that are just so miserable to be in the same place that they've been for 10 or 15 years, however long it's been, all I can think is my pap would give anything to come to in be and do you your are. job. Yep. And, just, and that's a driving force for me, for sure. That's awesome, man. I, I, I'm going to rope back to the the stick for a second yeah please do it dude the end of this stick i never i never paid attention to the regular my father i never gave it its fair fair game yeah the judge i can i can profile that stick start to finish the lebiju profiler beginning to end um la promesa if you're ever trying to introduce somebody to cigars give them that one yeah that, that's like that's a great baseline cigar for anybody. The amount of kick that this has at the end, yeah, in this last third, which I'm, I mean, I'm almost done with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. The, I yeah. got an inch and a half myself. Oh my god, dude! I forgot how amazing the original is. Yeah, that OG is he is what's up. Pepin is the Don for a reason, bro. Right? It, it it's fantastic, and anybody who hasn't given them their fair due. Shame on you. Get out there. Pick but, up a My Father. If you haven't had one, yeah. it's a staple for a reason. Just and and look up any Don Papine. I have not had the black, blue, or white labels. I've just never given them a chance. I don't see them in shops. That That's a mistake. But, you know, and never having them, I can say that's a mistake. And I'm on the Vegas Cubanas, and um, I like to stick a little bit better than the one that I had before. This is for sure I'd spend money on it. The draw's great. The smoke's great. Flavor's great. Little peppery, um, but it's got a little bit more complexity, a little more going on for me. I do like full-bodied, so like complexity without strength is kind of something that doesn't hit me the same way. I I, I do gravitate towards stronger stuff, but I, I don't like one note, and this isn't that. This is a good stick. I might not have any flavor notes to pull for you, but this is definitely uh, I'd spend money on. I'd recommend it. Go out, pick it up, try it. This is 
This I would spend a lot of money on. So, <laughs> hell yeah. If I had, tell them, if I had to pick a stick to every single day, have yeah. Now, this could not this could not be my only stick I ever had again. Sure, this is not knee pads. <laughs> not no. Desert Island. No, I mean the the Neanderthal. That's knee pads. That stick every time I smoke it has something new. The Cro Magnum, almost there. Uh, you know. The and, and and I want Romacraft on that example. There's a hundred people that I would say, you know, make great sticks like that. But I could smoke only this stick for a good amount of time and be cool with it. But I'm never satisfied. So you gotta give me something extraordinary with it's super complex. It's not super complex, but there's a lot in this. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I'm actually having a hard time profiling it. I mean, that's an endorsement, though, right there. Yeah. It, it's, it's standing up to the rye whiskey. It stood up to the coffee liqueur. It stood up to the tequila. It, it it hit every one of those marks. Hell, yeah. With no issue. So if you, Rugged. if you haven't had it, get this stick. And from him saying he'd spend money on it, go get that one, too. Hell, yeah, man. For sure. Get out there and try some My Father's Cigars. Yeah. If you haven't already, if you have, try the ones you haven't because you're probably going to be happy. Yeah, and if you're from Pittsburgh, shoot us a message on the Junkies, and I'll, and we'll tell you a shop that's closest to you. Before I jump back into my responses from the Cigar Fanatics, I want to thank each and every one of you that listens to our show on a regular basis. We never thought that at this point in doing the show, we would have so many regular listeners, and it really does mean a lot for to us. However, Absolutely. I do want to say... Um, we tell you guys every week, get involved, um, shoot us an email, get on the uh, Facebook group and shoot us a message sent. And, and I'm going to challenge everybody as much as we appreciate you guys all listening. We'd like to hear anything you guys have to say. And so if you've never reached out to us before, even if you had, whether you do it through the Gmail account or whether you go on our Facebook group. We would just really love it if you would reach out and tell us, hey, like the show. Hey, didn't like this one. Whatever it is, I got a question. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Communicate with us in some way. Let us know who our regular listeners are. I think that's a good point for us to bring up the participation trophy. Who's our participation trophy of the week? So for the Cigar Fanatics, uh, who might be new to the show, Y'all are getting a mention. It, because of the last show, I, I don't get to do it the way I did. Somebody's getting a mention. That being said, Seth Jones, dude, the comments, you crack me up. The fact that you said Mike should get a shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> right? You get the golden shrubbery of the you week, sir. You get a sir. shrubbery. Seth, um, and, uh, and he's an active participant. Yeah. And you're always on the page. You're always throwing in. Seth, thank you so much for throwing out to us, man. We really do notice and appreciate from both of us all of it that you put into this. So, thank you, buddy. And um, what what was it we said on the last show? We need to figure out like a. We, oh, we, we're gonna make a trophy. Yeah, we got to get something. It, the the cricket trophy. No, dude, I was hoping you drop that. No, when did you bring it back cricket. up? Well, I didn't think you were gonna go with the cricket again. I thought like a, a guy bowling or something. Would no, be no, no, no. It's gonna be a cricket. It's going to say, I'm not a cricket pro. Participation trophy of the week goes to fill in name here. 
<laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Not a cricket, bro. All right, so I want to knock out the last couple of these. We're saving the best for last as for my boy Sam's request. But we're going to uh, see what Mark Anthony has to say. Uh, his response was, I was around 18 when I used to work with an older gentleman that smoked cigars. I used to love the smell and smoke. We became good friends. And one day he asked me to join him for some bourbon and a cigar. I said, sure. He did the whole lighting the cigar with three long wooden matches. He lit us both a uh, boulevard. And a friend, uh, I'm sorry, a friend would ship to his house in Mexico. Although it was my first time smoking a cigar and fine bourbon, I really enjoyed it, but didn't pick it up until a little over a year ago. And now I'm 41 and all aboard. He's really enjoying cigars now. George Berry was in his late 20s, or I'm sorry, in his uh, in his 20s. Doesn't say late. I just inserted that for no reason. Uh, an older guy that uh, I worked with at uh, wherever he worked, smoked Garcia Vegas, had a guy that got him boxes of 50 for 10 bucks. True. <laughs> God damn. I mean, I've, I probably had a Garcia Vega when I was like 14. I don't know. I think it's the only time one. I think I've had one in the tube. And as time went on, he found the good stuff. I found that particularly amusing because, like I said, I, I was a young man. I did uh, partake in a Garcia Vega like once. I think that was pretty much it. I, I'm still stuck on Mark Anthony. Like, is this the Mark Anthony, like the singer? Like, I need to know. I mean, it'd be nice. We we could use the support if it is. Hey, man, like uh, spread the word. Yeah, right. Like, we love you. I swear <laughs> we do. We we'll, listen to some of your songs. Will Brose, Brose, what? Brose says what? another one. We we appreciate your service. He was in the special forces. I started smoking cigars as a way of celebrating and relaxing with the other operators. When we returned to the FOB, it was a time of camaraderie and the taste of normalcy. My scotch consumption started at the exact same time. LOL. The only easy day was yesterday. Right. Then we got my boy, Tony Marino coming in here. Oh, with, dude, uh, wait, hold on. I'm just remembering Tony <laughs> in our conversation last time. He's one of the good fellas, I think potentially, uh, it, you know, I don't want to end up sleeping with the fishes or anything, but hey. he fits the bill. He says, New York Sicilian, born with it. Instead of a pacifier, my Uncle Lou put a Cuban in my mouth <laughs> while Uncle Ang fed me wine f- <laughs> from his spoon. And then I don't know what it says after this. I assume it's in Italian. I'll take another stab at it. Qualsasi Demanda. There's a really good chance you got that wrong. Twice. But nobody knows the first one. I mean, we just told him. Damn it. Good job. <coughs> not that good at keeping secrets, apparently. Yeah, that's not our thing. And, and just so you know, cigars are not bad for you. I choked on my own spit because I'm a freaking idiot. and I've had It was a lot pretty of funny to watch his face, though, because his eyes got really big. And he pulled his cigar up to try and fix it. <laughs> it's, it's medicinal. It fix anything. <laughs> Come on, man. I it's mean, my religion. Cigars, ayahuasca, it doesn't matter. Which, by the way, fortunate that it's not happening now. One of the most painful things you can experience during your normal course of breathing as a cigar smoker or anybody, have the hiccups while you smoke oh. cigars. Hiccup while you're puffing on a cigar and you will be in writhing pain. I was helping Dave at the leaning house put cigars away. Put them away. And... He leans over. So this guy owns a cigar shop for 15 years now. If he'd straighten out that house, he might not have to lean. Leans over, 
And I just watched the smoke just hit him full up in the face. Like, it was a smoky stick. It was something he picked up from a, a, a vendor in uh, Vegas. Something somebody handed out, and he was just trying. And I watched him turn green, and I started laughing. I'm like, dude, first day? Didn't know you weren't supposed to inhale. He's like, <laughs> it was fantastic. That's awesome. All right. Well, you're not eligible for participation of the week. However, you do get a moder- a honorable mention. Took me a second. All Give right. me a break. We're like four hours in this cigar. Yeah, we've been doing this, this since point. Uh, a while. A while ago. No, six hours, dude. We've been well, six and a half hours since I got I'm only here. counting recording time. Yeah. Six and a half hours ago, I got to. Recording time is what I'm counting. Our homie, Jess De Silva, says, well, it was either cigars or heroin. <laughs> Sorry, I'm smiling too much already. <laughs> I just beaming. I that wait. was enough to get me. Then he jumps back in and says, just kidding. For me, it started on a river rafting trip from Colorado through the Grand Canyon. Best <laughs> trip of my life, 2001. At the entire length. <laughs> what I want to know is how much are you laughing at the story and how much are you reacting to what I, I said the first time I read it? <laughs> yes. Because in my mind, this trip starts going weird. No, but just, in just, my mind, it's just going it. real just, weird. Just read it. And you can Full give the play by play after. <laughs> All right. I did the entire length, but halfway down, we picked up a group that was doing the lower half. There's a lot of innuendo in here if you really want to grasp he, at straws. He's, he's letting it go. After several days on the river, a bunch of us were hoping to pick up Swedish swim team of supermodels. Instead, we picked up a group of adult brothers and their dad. <laughs> One of the guys was a Catholic priest. Insert joke here. So instead of supermodels ogling, we got a mass on the banks of the Colorado, <laughs> and the old man pulled out cigars. I puked into the river and was hooked ever since. Dude, if I, that is not an advertisement so for happy. cigar smoking. I know. It, so, by the way, from the fanatics, which this is, well, hold on. Let me uh, discuss as a little sidebar. This is the last ever fanatics reward, right? Like, they got to be junkies from now on. I mean, it was an honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mentions can come from anywhere, but you're not eligible for the trophy. Yeah. When the trophies so, are printed. So, no trophy. But had that story been on the junkie? Oh buddy, my god, you'd have got two <laughs> trophies. You'd have got two for that one, man. Because I have done a lot of float trips in my day, and even the second time around, you got me crying, dude. Fantastic! I can picture the whole thing, like you know, just like wishing and hoping and, and praying and praying. <laughs> Yo, I give you the trophy. I think Sam would be ready to bust out the knee pads. I mean that's a that's a pretty good. What cigar good are you bringing? Huh? Depends on the cigar. Yeah, but does it? I mean, what if I uh, what I if know. I bring the uh, Asylum April Fools? Nah, bro, you ain't get. You're not getting knee pads for that. What if I wanted to do just the tip? All right, I, I do have a question. Um, who here has to have? A random asylum here and there. So, like, I'm not only one here, but I, I don't know if I have to. I've had the medulla. I, I, I like the oblongata, and I thought it was meh. I had the oblongata, and I thought it was, you know, why meh? You know, why alligators are ornery, <laughs> dude. I love that movie because they get all them teeth and no teeth brush, no toothbrush. <laughs> 
the the best part of that movie. No, you're wrong, Colonel so, Sanders. So there may <laughs> there may or may not have been drugs in my past, and I distinctly remember an evening sitting around watching that movie. I'm guessing no cigar, no no drugs, because no, absolutely, you no distinctly drugs remember ever in my life. None. Well, if you distinctly remember, it depends on the drug. And um, so we're sitting around watching that movie, and I think we watched the the part where Colonel Sanders got hit with a football 150 times because the sound he makes <laughs> every time every time he gets hit it just kills me and it's so childish and terrible but I think I was like 14 I can't remember the exact quote but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it anyway and it's like hey professor do we still have that test on something or the album got it next week and he's like yes sir if that's okay with you, sir. If that's okay with you, sir. My wishes to your lovely mama. <laughs> yeah. To 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 your lovely mama. <laughs> and <laughs> and we're hoping that it goes well. <laughs> uh, great movie, movie, man. You uh, do need to get up on the required watching. I know. Need to rewatch right. Monty so, Python? No, well, well hold on. Because I know you're going to forget. Because you forgot in the last episode as well. So I'm going to call myself out. I got to watch Monty Python mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. For the 8,000th time, but it's just mm-hmm. been a long time. Mm-hmm. I have to watch The Wolf of, of Wall Street. <laughs> Harsh, hard. you got to watch mm-hmm. The Wolf of Wall Street. Street. You'll find out what fun coupons are. Right. <laughs> and um, I need to watch The Book of Boba Fett. Or can that go back burner? Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> you need to watch like episodes four through seven. You can skip the first three if you need to. No, I mean, it, it, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Just know that the first three are not the reason you're watching it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just, I, I, just fill in time. I feel like I'm missing something. You can do it I in don't. the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. So I got those. Um, I was thinking about rewatching The Witcher because that needs to happen again. Because second I, season better, better than the first. No, I think. No. The the reasoning is. Uh, the second from, season from my is mindset. better from the game point of view. It's better produced. Because no. yeah, 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 because of the fact, only because the first season played a lot with going back and forth for different time zones. And the problem is there's a lot of supernatural elements in that show. Mm-hmm. And so nobody ever changes. They all look the same age exactly. no matter what time they're in. And there's no indication on the screen as to what time frame you're watching. All right, and I'm it can be you confusing. You, you are incorrect. So, Queen... Dude, stop muting yourself. Let it happen. Quit blaming your burps on me. Oh, you summon a bitches. So, Queen Calanthe changes throughout the... Like, when they're at her daughter's... Uh, Not enough. She changes. Not enough. So the okay. Anyways, the produ- Henry Cavill gives a much better performance in the first season. Now, I'm not saying he phoned it in. Dude's a fantastic actor, and he was given a really good script in this as opposed to Superman, and he shows his weight. I really liked Man of Steel. He's a hell of an actor. That movie sucked. I liked Man of Steel. I hated I Batman versus Superman. I hated yeah, that, Justice League. I hated all the other connective yeah, movies. Yeah, th- those were all terrible. But I, I thought Man of Steel was alright. They won't give, they won't give a good Superman script, and I don't understand because Superman, Superman started this. He started it. 
Yeah, but you're trying not to repeat yourself, which is tough because there have been quit, a lot of Superman movies. Then quit repeating yourself. Well, not only that, but the difficulty with uh, Superman Dude, is putting. Sorry, I just realized we just did this same conversation about Batman in the Lost episode. Did we? I don't even remember it anymore. Dude, we straight up did. I'm, I'm, we straight up did this. You in, know what's really crazy? You were so proud of that episode that we lost. Didn't think that we had in a, us to do another. No, one. and we're how how long what? did the first episode last? Two hours and nine minutes. Two two nine. We're at two oh seven right now. All right, well, back to back. Thank you, say, junkies. I would say <laughs> we probably overlapped and repeated ourselves about thirty percent, maybe at the most. But we called it out. Like I, I don't want to be yeah, yeah, yeah. those people. But like, what I'm getting at is, at least seventy percent. Is this new. episode is new. It's stuff we didn't even see in the no. other one. So I'm never going to doubt us again. No. Yeah. I feel wholeheartedly that on any given day, we, can, we can step into this studio, the Cigar Cave, and we can lay down a show regardless of what's going on. I bet we could do this show and not even have cigars. We could just mime, Whoa, mime need, smoking cigars. You need cigars. to calm down. We could mime it. You need to calm down. Be like, oh, I'm picking up All air right. so and he, uh, dust. I'm going to give a challenge based on what you just said. I ain't doing a show without a cigar. No, God. You no. may as well go. I'd rather. Lord, Lord no. help me. Dude, I I'd hit, rather do a no cigar episode than an acid episode. Yeah, that's true. But. So <laughs> we talked about in the last one. Um, what is the schedule for the drinks? So next week is going to be a daiquiri. To go along with the Cuban daiquiri. Assuming you bring them. Assuming I remember the cigars. At least I remember the cigars. Like, okay, I forgot you the cigars. You brought cigars. But, That's the important thing. Yeah. You brought cigars. They weren't the right cigars. I mean, he didn't did bring, bring cigars. He didn't bring the SD card, but I brought the cigars. It was here. Yeah. It wasn't in this room. I'm disappointed. In That's Rhodes' fault. Anyways. We're suing. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me know how that works. <laughs> you do not have my legal backing on this one. I also have no monies. <laughs> my wife's a paralegal. We can get something done. She she probably knows a guy. Um, so what we, are you insinuating? Do we want to do martinis next week? No, no, no. Next week, daiquiris. Daiquiris. I'm the sorry. daiquiri yeah, with yeah. the daiquiri. Then daiquiri martini. Daiquiri. I'm very open then to martini. the coffee teeny. Maybe we do both. I Whatever it is. I, I'll have to look at Whatever what it is. is. So we got um, next episode, Daiquiri. Yeah, episode think, following. We can actually use this to make the coffee teeny. So we no, we're not. Next episode, <laughs> Daiquiri. Daiquiri. Following episode, Martini. Martini. Episode following, you're probably going to get naked because we're doing Corey's Patton and Moscow Mules. Dude, I don't know that the Moscow Mule needs to ever happen. I need to have one at some point. No, it's going to happen on the show. It's going to be a sampler. It's going to happen on the no. show. Bro, the content will be gold. Okay, but it's gold, Jerry. Gold. Okay, so we've got that figured out since you're pretty set on what you're going to do. Um, I'm yeah. sleeping here that night. Um, and probably in the uncomfortable <laughs> chair just because that's, like, that's my thing. We need to find a way to make that the first, first uh, video show. So let's get a guest in in the next four episodes. You know what would be fun? Hmm. Why don't we bring in, because the mule is a strong it's not a strong drink it's a clean drink but mm -hmm. it is strong so why don't we bring in homeboy ringo and see what uh the chubby hubby gets like whenever he uh over partakes i say we challenge him 
I say we see what happens when Ringo goes at it. That being said, if Ringo's busy, what's our alternative? Let's, uh, let's, all right, you guys, give me your top five people you'd like to hear on the show. And it doesn't have to be realistic. I literally, I literally called Jeff Goldblum, Hulk Hogan, and Ron White. Like, pick your five and just throw them up and make it stupid. Like, Bill have Clinton fun with cool. it. And I, now, granted, no bonus points for humor. Like, I want to know what you guys actually uh, think. Like, who actually, do you want to hear? Nick's Bill Clinton. I'd be worried about him with my wife. Why? I mean, you can put her in, like, my house for the night. I might not get that her back. That might not be far enough away. Might not get her back. No, God, no. She's like, wait a minute. You just have three kids and three dogs? Oh, no, no, no. I have teenagers. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, yours are cute. I'm staying. <laughs> right? i go to move back in and be like, why does my key work, honey? She'd be like, mm, sorry. Anyways, I think that means we're done. We're talking about our wives living together. That's a, that's a problem. I do want to say, again... For the second time tonight, this is always a pleasure. Oh yeah, I enjoy it every time for sure. And uh, yeah, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. Take your hand off the button. Good, good. Move away, move away. So between shows, I looked at him. I was like, "You really, you really want to try and redo this?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I think we got it." Now we don't. So I just, I just straight blew him off. He's playing guitar, sitting in the corner, and I'm just like, "No, nah, f you, man. It's not gonna happen." You ready? And then I look at him and I go, I'm raiding your liquor cabinet. And he didn't even look at me. No. I mean, he didn't even give me the time. He didn't acknowledge that I said it. And I, I don't look, drink alone. But so I got back up and I'm like, I'm going to get something. He goes, mm-hmm. And just kept playing the guitar. I'm like, all right, we really are meant to be. So, Corey, pleasure as always, man. Stay smoky, you bastards. And I do have to say more than anything in the world. I like doing this. Me too. It's a good Salud, time. Salud, my man. Join us next week to see what kind of shenanigans we get into when we break into the LCA daiquiri and maybe a strawberry daiquiri. You want to do a double next week? Double, double. Double down. Double down.